0: on the grounds that they'd actually made contact with the remains of an ancient shipwreck while on the lunar surface. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, July 1st,
1: 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 422.
2: This is no agenda.
1: Still tracking? stargates here at camp mofo in the capital of the drone star state austin tejas in
3: the morning everybody i'm adam curry and from northern silicon valley where we're sending a happy 145th birthday out to canada i'm john c devorak
4: it's Craig and buzzkill in the morning
1: yeah i mean that could have gone in the birthday segment we didn't have to do it at the top of the show (laughs) i mean that's that's a that's a little over the top
3: Hey, Canada's our second biggest contributor to this show.
1: Really? I thought it was Australia.
3: Oh, you're right. Canada's
1: way down there. Except, fourth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if those Canadians will rack it up a little bit, then I'm okay with this. But this is like a, a promotion. Well, I can't take it back. You want to start the show over? No. We well, cut them out. <laughs> They're on the cutting room floor, I tell you. Damn Canadians.
3: So I was at the uh, at the Mevio offices about a week ago. Uh-huh. And I, I was we were talking about they were shooting this Bravo show, and yeah. I, meant, I said, I said, well, I, you know what? The way you guys are going, you're going to end up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that, nobody knew what that meant. You're kidding me. No, this is one oh, of those wow. you know many little phrases that the millennials don't know. Right, because it
1: doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's like a, you, you
3: sound like a broken record.
1: You should, what? A, a bro- you mean bro- like
3: my my DMV <laughs> records? Is, they're not. You, you can't break
1: them. Well, if you're going to really get into stuff like that, I mean, look at iconography. I mean, does anyone still really understand the association between pasting and a clipboard? A little little picture of a clipboard. Probably
3: not, no, exactly. So I had to explain what the cutting room floor was, because and these were all the editors I, I was talking to, the ones that were editing videos.: Oh, really, that's hilarious.: and, and they have no idea what a cutting room floor is because they're nonlinear editors it, isn't it I just yeah. found it fascinating You I I it really interesting. all these old phrases are dying out if we don't keep
1: using them.: Well, there is a thing called uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, progress, John. ever hear of it?: No, okay. Hey, um, uh, let's just kick it off because we got a new jingle. So we we you know we like kicking off the show with uh, with our favorite segment here. Let me just hit it. We
4: suck. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Is
1: that booing at the end? I think so. That's Sir Jeff Smith. Uh, he you know he's he's come back into our lives and, uh, it's about and time. And even though we don't really suck, I have to say I'm. I, I felt like we sucked. How long have we been doing this show? Five years plus, right? I don't know.
3: No, we're we're coming up on our fifth
1: anniversary in October. Oh, that'll be our fifth? That'll be our sixth. Okay. So we're coming up on the fifth anniversary. Which
3: is a big one. We got to start rounding up some.
1: Yeah, uh, Yeah, $5 donations. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was very disappointed and the amount of tweets, emails, uh, posting to the no agenda exactly news network where you're going. Yeah, you go ahead and say it. 33. Oh, the Tom Cruise thing with 30, I mean Yeah, 33 is a very important number. But did you have to spam me with that? I mean, it was. Um, I mean, I, I, you
3: got spammed. I got spammed. And that's a big deal. It's like, oh, it's a big discovery. <laughs> First of all, Katie Holmes is divorcing him, so yeah. he didn't pick the 33 <laughs> out of the blue. Now, somebody yeah. did send me something this morning showing that 33 is a reference to some deep, you know, one of those crazy Scientology documents has been uncovered <sighs> by Anonymous. I, you know, the people have to understand. There's a difference between right, between random number theory, yeah, which is things that will happen again and again and again, and uh, any sort of meaningful uh, numerological situation or something like this. Thirty-three thing. This is I, I. I keep sending notes back. What's the what? Tell me what this is. Yeah. You know, if you're so convinced.
1: Yeah. I mean, thirty-three is a code that we believe is a code being used in political and military-industrial complex circles. But this is not code. This is just, you know, Tom Cruise is gay. That's that, That's, the, that's, <laughs> that's your, the code. That's your code Maybe right there. Yeah, really. Come on. It's, and so what? I got, yeah, So what? It's I'm real a, news. Give me a break. Yeah. I'm a fan of Tom Cruise. I like his stuff.
3: I've always liked Tom Cruise yeah. as an actor. Yeah. I, don't I know. think as a person, he's kind of a weirdo, but I don't as know an about actor, that. He's, right. now he jumps up and down on couches. He's really intense. I you'd like have a drink with that's
1: him. That's just because you've never been in love. That's the only reason why you don't do that. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> now,
3: would you like to go have a drink with this guy?
1: Yes, of course I would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then Not again. The only
3: because you think you could do a deal. Oh, duh. <laughs> hey.
1: I, I got a script. I'm
3: talking about as a, you know just a buddy having a drink. <laughs> I got You know trying to yeah, no, get out I, of some
1: money. I think I think it would be fun to have a drink with. I think it would be a little weird, you know, because he, I think he has a height complex. That might be a problem. I think that I think he does have a problem with that. Seriously, like a real yeah, problem. Yeah,
3: he's only five foot two.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be a problem.
3: Although we don't know for sure because they don't put yeah, these they don't things in the Wikipedia. Wikipedia.
1: I know, bastards, bastards. Well, in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. In the
3: morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea. Boots on the ground, subs in the water, and feet washing ashore on the west coast.
1: And in the morning to all of our human resources in our chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. It's always fun when they're 30 seconds behind. They're still telling me I should slip Tom Cruise or Rufy when I when I go drinking with him. Okay. Uh, good to see everybody all charged up and ready to go. Exactly the way your government loves you. We have a lot of things to discuss today. Uh, I've been doing my government legislation anal- uh, analysis for you. Uh, we've just just uh, there is good stuff, and I, maybe we should just start it off and say that um, we've done it yet again. I think was it four or five weeks ago we started off our conversation, and this always is uh, harkens back to our conviction that all professional sports are rigged. Now, we may have picked two sides of the same coin. John was convinced that uh, Spain would be winning the Euro 2012 uh, foosball competition. And I said, Italy. Well, w- the show wins regardless, John. Today, the big final, <laughs> Spain versus Italy.
3: Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I think highly we're brilliant. I'm amused by that. I, the, 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 <laughs> the final decision may not have even been made yet.
1: No, no, they don't start the game until. Um, oh, you mean?
3: I'm, no, I'm saying right oh, the, now they could be
1: discussing. Exactly, exactly, because there's so much. Uh, I mean, we had this happen uh, over the past few days, where all of a sudden, you know, the everyone's going crazy. The it seems like we we have a deal, and this is fantastic. Uh, 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 the euro is we're saved, and markets are skyrocketing. Euro is up, based upon. Two pages of bullcrap, as far as I can tell. Here's how I c- have a, I have a clip. Sure,
3: which is the one uh, I don't have my clip list in front of me. Let me get it. Let me. Uh, I can
1: probably guess what it is. Missiles in London. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's coming. now WTF banks in the eurozone scam. Yeah, that has okay. To be Here's it. the clip. Yeah.
3: Now this is a. I'm telling you, I have listened to this. Is I forgot. This may either be from Euro News or Russia Today. I'm not sure where this one came from, but. I listen to this and then listen to, and I've got the clip of uh, at least a piece of what's his name, Haiku, talking. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're talking about. Mm, I do, actually. The oh, didn't. But, well, play the clip and let me get confused and then you straighten me
5: out. <laughs> okay. More flexible approach to tackling its crippling debt crisis. The bloc's future permanent bailout fund, the ESM, for instance, will be able to inject aid directly into banks from next year without increasing a country's budget deficit. Last night, we agree that under certain circumstances and under certain conditions, the ESM
6: could recapitalize banks directly. The biggest and most important condition is setting up a single supervisory mechanism for banks. And the Eurozone leaders have asked the Council to work in a very speedy way so that we can have results by the end of the year. This is a major breakthrough, I said it Uh, This night. It is a first step also to break the vicious circle between banks. And sovereigns.
5: Leaders also agree to bend the rules to bring down borrowing costs for troubled member states. The deal's widely seen as a victory for embattled Italy and Spain over Germany's Angela Merkel. All
1: right. So I I basically had a a similar clip, except I just had the 37 seconds of Haiku Herman talking there. So let me explain to you why the markets went crazy. Because I've been so. And by the way, this is. once again, proof that we never talk about anything but U.S. news, okay? I just want to say to everyone on the LinkedIn group, blow me. We, we, do, we, do, we do all kinds of stuff. Crazy. Dude,
3: mostly, I think most of the stuff, like to my clips today, I don't think there's one U.S. news yeah. item in there. I got 14 clips. Yeah, well. Oh, no, I got one. One lone clip about foie gras in California.
1: <laughs> okay, so here here is what's going on and why the markets went crazy about this. And then I'll tell you what the Germans think because that's kind of funny. Uh, Looking at all the German newspapers this morning. So this is a two-page document, the Euro Area Summit Statement. And what everyone is talking about is that the EFSF, which will be replaced by the ESM, which has not been ratified, uh, and we know that Finland is saying, yeah, right, show me some collateral, um, that uh, this fund, which is basically taxpayer money from every single slave in the United States of Europe, Will go directly into the banks. I mean, this is this is a genius move. <laughs> like, uh, here's a commercial bank. They suck. Give me your money, slaves, and I'll give it to them. Okay. So the banks, of course, love that. But most importantly, this is the clause. And it's I'm telling you, it's two pages, four points. We urge the rapid conclusion of the memorandum of understanding attached to the financial support to Spain for recapitalizing of its banking sector. We reaffirm that the financial assistance will be be provided by the EFSF until the ESM becomes available. And here it comes that it will be transferred to the ESM without gaining seniority status. This was the big deal because the EFSF has bondholders and they were afraid they were going to be subordinated. This is the word you've got to look for. So they thought that their bonds were going to be subordinated to the ESM, which means shut up, slaves who uh, who uh, bought the bonds on that bailout. This one gets bailed gets paid back first, so it's not subordinated, and that's why all the bond the whole bond market is like, yeah, we're not getting screwed. Only the slaves get screwed. So when the slave money goes into the banks, you're still below the bondholders. That's what this is about. Does that make sense to you?
3: Yeah, and it would make uh, that would boost things too because these, the, the, as you say, this is tax money, and that's just taken from the slaves of the uh, of the eurozone or the Euro, I guess the European Union, and since they since, this, since they, essentially just stolen money, so that it doesn't ever have to get paid back, and that's why I guess what Haiku her, or these guys were talking about saying exactly. That, it wasn't it was, so Spain would get money into their banks without going further into debt, so they didn't owe anything. So this is basically free, free, free money. money,
1: free money. It's
3: a, it's a giant tax.
1: But here's all the papers, uh, front page of the uh, Welt in, in Germany. I'm translating it. It's not hard to understand. Europe is coming for our money. <laughs> <laughs> The Germans are furious about this because they know now. And and immediately, you know, Greece is saying, hey, hey, can we have some of that free money? <laughs> so the new government is applying. It says, hey, we should have this for Greece as well. And uh, Cyprus, who, by the way, congratulations, Cyprus, uh, the next broke continent. Now, it's... It's not important as a, you know, when it comes to population, but, of course, Cyprus is in the catbird seat of the Leviathan oil fields. Uh, they take over the presidency of the EU as well, of today right. yeah. for the next six months. So that's going to be interesting. What they'll they'll be pushing stuff for their own agenda. Um, but it seems like I think we've bought at least, well... Seven, eight days until the, until the next you know, bull crap crisis. Is
3: the, the, the kind of a theme when I do the show with Horowitz is that th- these guys, this whole organized, this whole uh, I would say uh, organized crime syndicate called the EU, uh, just manages to just put off paying, and get catching up to what they really owe. Yeah. I mean they're yeah now they're just gouging their own people, and I guess Germany is going to get gouged the worst. Yeah, but but the German
1: people are. He owed. Yeah, not but they're having. the
3: only ones who know what's going on. It seems. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, the, so the only here, here's the real. It's like three, well, four four ways this can go. But really, I think the only solution to all of this, John, and you're you're much more versed in this because you know you do a podcast about it. which Makes you an expert. Uh, they have to. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you become an expert. Yeah. You do a podcast. Do a podcast. They have to devalue the euro. They've got to bring it down to parity one-to-one with the dollar. That's the only way. You get a little bit of inflation. It's cheaper to pay back all these loans. Don't you think that's the only solution?
3: Well, I think it is definitely a solution. I think going uh, uh, EU bankrupt uh, country by country one after another, like a dominoes, I think, is another solution. But mm. they're not going to do that. There's too much pride involved. But uh, it's like... I mean, we're starting to see uh, our some
1: of our people thinking that in those terms. Stockton, for example, just uh, yeah, just went. Now, chapter nine is different from. I didn't look it up, but uh, Stockton, California, which uh, is that's uh, a big city, right? That's uh that's not it's substantial. I think at it's one over a million. Oh, I think it's bigger than that.
3: Well, let's look let's, let's consult the Book yep. of Knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I put in, I type in the words into Google, uh, Stockton, California Cal population. Yeah, and I hit the button. <laughs> oh, it's only got two hundred ninety-one thousand.
1: No, yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's 291.
3: The San Joaquin Valley Forest, largest well, city in uh, the Central Valley. Who gives a crap? Two hundred ninety-one
1: thousand. Who gives a crap then? Yeah, it's small. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the. They're bankrupt. What, cha- what is the difference between... I know Chapter 11... Uh, I used to know this. means you can come chart. out... Chapter, chapter 9, <laughs> bankruptcy. Why don't you know these things? I used to know
3: this, by the way. I used to know 7, 9, and 11.
1: Uh, 7 is like kaput. 11 is you get a chance to come back. 9 is somewhere in the middle, I guess, then? I think
3: 9 is you get to re... You get to... Re, uh, you get to uh, Recap. You get to reorg and you don't have to pay back all the money or something like that. All I know is this stems. It must be something like that because this stems from uh, the creditors uh, apparently playing hardball. Well, sure. And, and Stockton saying, uh, well, you we, we can't afford this. this. We, we're going to go broke. We're going to have to declare bankruptcy. So, no, you better pay this much or or else. And it's Okay. Screw you. And they filed bankruptcy and screwed all the creditors, right. which, by the way, is a shot across the bow for all, and for all the cities of the,
1: and yeah, all of California. There's sure. all these
3: banks that think that they're going to pull this crap and, and, and gouge the uh, cities under these circumstances when they're sitting pretty with all this free money they got from the Fed. Hmm. That's not that's not going to cut it. And, and this this may be if one more city does this, pulls this, the, the, everyone's going to be panicked and it's going to be no, 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 no. We'll just take we will we'll stretch out the payments. No problem.
1: By the way, I just got a a link uh, from one of our Spanish producers. Let me just take a look here. At uh, this is a Spain today.
3: Okay, here it is. You're doing that. Chapter seven's liquidation. That means you're done. Yeah. Chapter nine is reorganization for municipalities specifically.
7: It's uh, only available to oh, municipalities.
3: Okay. Oh, okay. Eleven, twelve, and thirteen are reorgs. Oh, okay. All right. This is. Uh, where is
1: this? Wow. This is Spain. A <laughs> shot. This is on the highway. The cops are shooting. There's uh, cars burning. What? Yeah. It's this is coming through now? Yeah. This is uh, from, uh, yeah.
3: Oh, this is they're, they're trying to make sure the decision goes their yeah, way for the c- soccer game. They
1: clearly need to win Euro 2012. It's, <laughs> it's only got 908. Oh, oh, this is cool. The guy's got like a homemade bazooka. With like rocket, what is he shooting? He's shooting like this is crazy. What are you watching? I'm watching a YouTube video of Spanish citizens with like PVC tubes shooting firecrackers home homemade jack stuff. Oh, God. It's like a revolution. He listen to this. he's one of his firecrackers. here, here it goes. <laughs> he's got a tube. He's shooting firecrackers from a shoulder- mounted tube. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna win. <laughs> I think that, that this is clear. This is very clear. They're gonna. Italy doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Italy Italy hasn't gotten that far down yet. You know, maybe no. I'll maybe have to switch my vote here and uh, and go for. It doesn't matter. We win no matter what. We were right.
3: And I said you know, We do this every time. There's a big international thing event like this. We always call it.
1: Yeah. We've not we've not missed. I don't think so. Well, this time you know. We were, we were evaluating all the way along, but pretty much, I think I said Italy from the get-go, and you said Spain from the get-go. That was it, right? Yeah. No, yeah. you mentioned Greece. Oh, I did have Greece
3: in there as a possibility, yeah. but Spain yeah. was, my, uh, was actually my number one pick. Yeah. No, but you, you talked me out of Greece, and you had a good rationale for it. Yeah. Now, now, the, now the in, the, uh, in the semifinals, I had picked uh, Germany over Italy, but earlier in the show, and this was the last show... I had said that I agreed with you about Merkel not wanting to go. To, yeah, right, right, uh,
1: that's right. she couldn't remember? go to the Ukraine. So she, I,
3: w- I was remiss yeah. when I called the German. Yeah, I should have.
1: Yeah, no, you were right. You said, oh no, they can't win now because Merkel can't go to the finals because it's in the right, wrong I spot. Said that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And
3: so I'm 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 I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in on both these calls.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, we're not we're not betting on it. Okay, we're not on ESPN, but I think we're better than ESPN. That's for sure. The no, yeah. Agenda, no Agenda Show. Better than ESPN. Something like For that. sports. Yeah. but corrupt sports. For corrupt sports.
3: <laughs> For corrupt you know, every sports. time somebody, I run into somebody and they say, oh, yeah, you're following the, the uh, European soccer tournament. I said, ah, I said, soccer's rigged.
1: <laughs> they always give me a funny look. Well, it's f- no. So we had the washing, uh, right after the Thursday show, the washing machine repair guys had to up and I had to, you know, we'd have, always have a little chat after the show and I said, I got to go cause the guys are coming and we hung up and the guys came and it was, um, one, uh, black guy and one, I think he was, he might've been Mexican. I don't know. It could have been Italian for all I know, but I had the game on, uh, and he's like, he's like looking at it. I'm like, Hey, Hey, go do your work. <laughs> he says, who was winning? I said, Italy. I said, oh, yeah. I said, and they're going to win the whole thing because, you know, they need need it the most because they're in the most, uh, you know, they got the economic problems. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) This guy was right on board with me. (laughs) Wow. A real fan. Yeah, exactly. And it was 2-0 before they left. Uh, Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, In the morning to all of our um, uh, East Coast, particularly uh, all of our Human resources there in Virginia who listen to the program religiously and are always sending us uh, cool information about their jobs. Uh, we have a number of producers uh, without power since Friday, which is uh, disturbing since they also have uh, it's pretty warm out there right now. What happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being facetious with me? No, I don't know. Well, they, there's like 2 million people without power since Friday. From what? From the storms.
3: Oh, the storms. Yeah, yeah. the storms.
1: I knew yeah. that. And, yeah, I think Instagram and all. For the- some
3: reason, the storms are so, you know, we're out here in California where it's just the same weather we've always had. And it's mm-hmm. like fogging up just in time for the July 4th holiday. Yeah, so, so you can't, so you see, can't see the see fireworks. fireworks. Classic. Exactly. Yeah, classic. Uh, it's like, uh, we, for some reason, we have paid zero, very little attention to the miserable storms they've had back there.
1: Well I don't see how you can miss it. I mean, uh, well, of course we luckily we watch different programming, but this is all that CNN is doing, and they keep running yeah, I,
3: I don't even I yeah. rarely check in with CNN: anymore.
1: Well I, I, I have to, because especially since this su- Supreme Court decision, um, CNN is just fascinating to me because you know, you know, yeah, it is because you know, first of all, no one watches. so you know that the people that are watching are only elites who think it's still important. Um, because they get lots of airtime, and they, and you know they they keep hiring like really high end personnel. I mean,
3: yeah, no, they got the chops. Yeah, they just cr- don't seem yeah. to
1: have the wherewithal. And I and, think it
3: has to do something with the with the with just the attitude of the editors. The editors there are, are just not that good, apparently. I mean, are they are they no, knee jerk liberals? Well, I don't know. what No, the I th- is.
1: I think that they're completely compromised. And the more I think about it, the more I look at the Supreme Court ruling, and of course. Um yeah you know, I looked at the document it's like you know 190 pages and I went through it all and um I really don't understand how you any news organization could get this wrong because it's so incredibly clear it's like one sentence explains exactly the decision what uh, the the decision what was made and and I believe this to be not only a ge- one of the most genius political moves ever that I've ever seen but I think uh, CNN was probably complicit in the deal and maybe this this cock up they made wasn't all uh, that accidental. Uh,
3: I have a clip of the of them fouling up along with interspersed with Fox fouling up which mm-hmm. is the interesting irony. Mm-hmm. And and is it worth listening to? I mean it's, it's a couple of days too old but if you listen to it you'll hear Megan uh Fox Kelly, Megan Kelly pretty, yeah, yeah, the pretty blonde, who obviously got the right word. And she's panicked trying to get it turned around, including telling him to fix the lower third. And, and she's clearly annoyed right. at Fox's screw up. But this is you can kind of hear this.
6: The individual mandate has been ruled
4: unconstitutional.
6: Justices have just gutted
1: Wolf the centerpiece provision of the Obama health care law. Yeah, if, in fact, uh, that's uh, the, the final word on the individual mandate, it could be a little bit more complicated. We're getting conflicting
0: information.
1: We're getting conflicting information. As I say, there's conf- uh, some confusion out there, conflicting reports coming in from inside the Supreme Court. So let's uh, let's hold off on drawing any final conclusions. We're still trying to figure this out.
4: Be cautious with us. We're trying to do the best we can right now as we sort through it. And we need it to update our lower third, right, which it, may not be correct right now. It may take several minutes.
8: As we're reading through this again.
1: So really the post-mortem on this, on this whole thing is, your news is not news. It's terrible. Your news are are jabronies. You don't know what they're doing.
3: These people are just boneheads. Uh, oh, you know this, which is interesting because it contrasts nicely with this bullcrap uh, new Aaron Sorkin show. I don't know if news, you've seen it. Yeah, yet. of course, Newsroom. Of course, I've seen newsroom, it. Newsroom. Yeah, Newsroom. Which is uh, I, I've actually Newsroom is interesting. Because I heard a Rush Limbaugh deconstruction, and he's actually pretty good at at spotting some of these things that are kind of sneaky, especially with guys like Sorkin, who are knee-jerk liberals. He says that the idea behind the show is to rewrite history.
1: Oh, oh, I I totally agree. Particularly when it comes to what was what was the storyline they had? Oh, the it was uh, about the Gulf the the uh, BP
3: disaster. The Gulf, yeah, the oil rig. We had more rig.
1: information than 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 the, than the news networks had. They would, they were horrible. And you're right, rewriting history, how it really came down. Oh, the whole thing. I totally agree with that.
3: Yeah, they're trying to make themselves look good in hindsight, and this is supposed yeah. to be CNN. Isn't yeah, it? but you know, it's like. Okay, I I found it a, a very tedious show that I will not
1: watch. Oh no, I I will watch it because there's no other because you know I'm waiting for Smash to come back on. There, this is the only show. This is the only show we DVR because uh, you know Girls is now done and and no. and, and Veep is done. This is, oh, you know, I, hey, I gotta have some <sighs> I gotta have some schlock to watch the offset C span. Thank you very much. But the thing that that bothers me is. You never hear anyone say the ratings are up or down. You never hear anyone say the advertisers are pissed off you don 't hear any of that and by the way, if news producers were that cute i 'd still be working in television
5: <laughs> You know
1: what i 'm yeah, saying i don 't have don't. to tell you anyway so I I, I I can tell you how all of this happened uh, because of course, we have only one person to thank for uh, the the uh, the judgment the ruling the passing. Uh, the uh, certification of the American Affordable Health Care Act, which of course has nothing, <laughs> I love that name. Has nothing not to do affordable. with health care. It's got nothing to do with he- health it
3: It's all yeah. about insurance companies. Yeah,
1: it's insurance companies. And by the way, what is this $700 number I keep reading? Everyone's saying, heard. yeah, it's like you know, your insurance for a, a family of you know four will be $700. I'm like, yeah, what, a month? I mean is this that a year? Right. Yeah, but then they don't say that, just seven hundred dollars. But is that a month?
3: It has to be, because most people I know that are paying for their own insurance are paying at least a thousand a month.
1: I'm pay- I think I'm paying seven, eight hundred now. Yeah, a month. And I got three people yeah, a month. I got myself, Ms. Mickey, and Christina.
3: Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Anyway. I think Horowitz mentioned on the show that he's paying eleven hundred a month.
1: Well, of course he's crunk and cough, so yeah. He has a pre he has a he has a precondition. <laughs> nice try so nancy pelosi explained exactly who we have to thank for this can you think well obama no wrong
9: wrong wrong i want to say a word about senator kennedy i spoke to vicky oh. this morning now listen 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 to patrick kennedy before coming here thanking them for the important role that he played a lifetime of commitment to making health care a right not a privilege in our country he called it the great unfinished business of our country, of our society.
3: Hold on! Hold on! Hold about on! that that's Hold when, on! When, when Lyndon Johnson tried to push a health the, the and they just slammed it? That guy?
9: Shut up, slave! I knew that when he left us, he would go to heaven and help pass the bill. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God. And now I knew he was busily at work until this decision came down.
1: He was working the whole time. Clip of the day. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't ready for it. (laughs) Yes. Clip of the day. This is why you got to watch C-SPAN. Because you don't get this stuff on the news. (laughs) I heard that, I'm like... You've gold. got you got to be kidding me. <laughs> That's what you did. Ted Kennedy went to heaven and
7: worked no the whole thing.
3: <laughs> Ted Kennedy went to heaven and and passed a health
1: care bill.
7: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> Let's just listen to that again. It's really, it's the whole thing. It's fifteen seconds. He would go
9: to heaven and help pass the bill. And now I knew he was busily at work until this decision came down, inspiring one way or another. Uh-uh. And now he can rest in peace.
3: Oh, you're done. Oh, my. You're done. God, this woman is unbelievable. You're done, the, the, Ted. The Democrat Party should be ashamed <laughs> of themselves for keeping her around.
1: <laughs> oh, I still get jollies. <laughs> How awesome is that! Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> let's thank uh, let's thank some producers here who are yeah. We got a couple. Of producers drag, dragging twenty two, dragging are a little through. light
3: overall, but we do have some good producers. We yeah. got two producers and three executives or three two executives and two associates. Oh, three. Is uh, nice. yeah, what do we are. got? We got someone. Todd Cochran.
1: Hey, hey, Todd. Uh, he was he was at the, was the meetup three, on three, three three three. He was at the meetup.
3: Uh, John and Adam, thank you for the hard work you put into the show. I'd look forward to being knighted.
1: Yep, today. To
3: the fellow podcasters out there, pay, pay, pay it forward and donate to No Agenda. For the tech geeks out there, feel free to check out my personal show, Geek News Central. Guys looking for a little karma for a big business deal, I'm very close to closing. Need all the help I can get. Adam, it was great meeting up with you and Ms. Mickey and Austin on Friday at the meetup. I wish you both the best and congratulations on your upcoming vetting. Well, that's very kind.
1: That he he didn't have to do that. He he actually paid for dinner, and it was uh, cool hanging out with him. He uh, he runs the Blueberry Network up there, and uh, he isn't he's in Hawaii, and he was uh, uh, nice. Yeah. So let me give him. A, so the big business deal. I, I don't know if it's for podcasting, but uh, we definitely send you some karma there, Todd. Thank
4: you. You've got karma. That's kind of him. Uh,
3: Anthony Seven Westfield Indiana three zero three zero three zero three zero three three zero three zero three. Towards his 12-12-12 knighthood, I have no karma request at uh, this time because I'm one lucky slave. I've been very blessed with good people and things in my life instead. Please wish all the slaves in the USA a uh, happy Independence Day. Independent thinking and best wish, wishes for you and for increased support. No. Uh, Anthony Seven in Indianapolis is actually Thank where you. he is. Very kind. couple of three executive, associate executive producers, uh, Scott in Dawsonville, Georgia, 22207. Uh... Sir Scott, to you, I just checked my spam email folder and realized I could have 20 million in offshore accounts, 40 hot Russian brides, and an island in the Antilles. Woo-hoo. I just need to respond. Screw that. I'd rather donate to the guys that keep me entertained and educated. Keep it up. Best podcast in the universe. Boners, step up and be donors. And all he's really requesting is a little slide whistle.
4: Woo-hoo.
3: Uh, Timo Zuidema, Timo of Amstelveen. Zaudima. Timo Zaudima of Amstelveen, Amstelveen. Amst- you know, eventually I'll be able to pronounce some of this stuff. No, no, you can
1: get laid in Holland already. You're already that good. Trust me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> that <laughs> am <still> vain. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks Hey baby Thank you
3: for all Come the over here and Pull on my Amstelvane In the universe <laughs> Keeping your listeners sane Or at least paying attention To all the bullcrap The media is spewing I'd like to request A de And some Unlabeled karma Could use some
1: Absolutely
4: <laughs> You've been de You've got Karma
1: That's all you gotta say You go over there and say, hey, baby, you want to see my Amstel vein?
3: (laughs) Danny Baker in Morristown, Tennessee, 200 even. Congratulations to Adam and Mickey on their wedding, and they should decide if Adam takes time off or not. A special episode with Mickey would be nice, I think.
1: (laughs) John, are you getting edged Uh, out? Emphasis on the I think. (laughs) Are you getting edged out? Uh,
3: Thanks. Yeah, I bet you that would be uh, very interesting. Uh, Thanks for the best podcast
1: in the universe. I was at the... uh, I was at the 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 market in Austin yesterday, and actually it was kind of cool. We met a, a You're couple. Following up on the Oryx, I hope. Yeah, yeah, we're all good to go. We're all good to go. We're, you know, when we come back from uh, from our uh, wedding trip, and uh, so there was one guy, uh, Tim, producer Tim, uh, from uh, he, he goes to school UT studying astronomy, and he came up and said hi, and uh, and and I was I was like standing at uh, Farmer Chris's egg stand, and I hear behind me. No Agenda with Adam Curry and Webster Griffith Tarpley. (laughs) I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Nah, nah, they got it. It won't work. It won't work. See, it doesn't even sound right. (laughs) Really?
3: It does sound funny.
1: Yeah. Webster Tarpley.
3: (laughs) No, you got to say Webster Griffith. That is indeed his real
1: name. Yeah, Webster Griffith Tarpley, you got to say. Webster Griffith Tarpley. Anyway. Uh, well, guys, thank you uh, so much. And I say guys because it's all guys, as far as we know. Yeah, uh, I want to make sure that people know to go to noagendashow.com,
3: noagendanation.com, Dvorak.org, slash NA, and com slash NA, to keep us
1: keep us on the air. And thank you to Martin JJ for the artwork on episode uh, 421. Uh, beautiful. Of course, you can always see all of the submissions at noagendaartgenerator.info. Uh, you can find all of Actually, our
3: dot com i think that oh, dot com down, i'm
1: sorry you're right dot com. dot com which is better anyway no agenda art generator dot com which is a mouthful but once you've typed it in a few times don't worry uh, firefox will remember it um and also want to thank this is interesting although we don't really need them anymore robert hulsey he says i know this initiative is over but i did a drunk URL purchase." And got you googledrones.com, which is now forwarding to the show. I have to say, that's 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 worth mentioning. googledrones.com. I think that's good. They, you know, they'll have them. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And I have some... Have their own army of drones. I have some drone stuff to discuss later on. Also, uh, Joe Esposito, who I think is Joe the Dishlave. Am I correct? Is that Joe Esposito? Uh,
3: it sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, so i got to put a link in here under the PR. He's uh, he's very excited about our Hot Pockets 2009 tour. Hot Although we still need a, uh, uh, we still need a trailer, and there will be a No Agenda producer update after this program today. Ms. Mickey will be, uh, uh, will be on the show giving an update about our uh, upcoming trip, and he's very, he's so excited about uh, Montana. He has made uh, No Agenda Hot Pockets Montana T-shirts, which will become instant collectors' items, I'm sure. I think it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it's good. Um, so that is it. Thank you all so much. Uh, thanks to our executive producers and associate executive producers. These are actual credits. Uh, you can put them on your IMDb, on your curriculum, your resume, and unlike the phonies in Hollywood, we will actually vouch for you if someone c- brings into question the validity of these as actual media credits because they are. devorakorg slash N.A. And, of course, if you're too poor, just go out and help us by propagating the formula. My formula is this. We go out,
9: we hit people in the mouth.
1: Come on, little kid, yell it now. Chef <laughs> I love that kid. It's
3: very funny.
1: That kid is just the best. <laughs> she has a huge you show can business Imagine
3: team. a world where these you know the where the you you would end up hearing that from some little mean little kid, you know, has their contingent of slaves.
6: Oh
1: yeah, no, I get emails from time Rome, to time. Rome, the days of Rome are back. I get emails from producers who say, hey, I I got my kid to say in the morning, and I said, yeah, it's cute, but shut up, slave is better. And they're like, well, yeah, I'm kind of afraid to do that because you know, you know, the kid's going to say this to his mom one of these days. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, you're probably yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the uh, there's so much going on we had the big uh, the big Geneva meetup uh, Lucifer Kofi
3: all those dudes and I, know- I have a clip of that that might be good yeah no, go little- ahead
1: because my clips are better so go ahead
3: <laughs> uh, might be, you might be because you may have more hillary i only have a little bit of hillary no no i
1: have zero hillary so if you have some clippity oh i got some hillary in oh, mind yeah give me some hillary man what this you is got?
3: syria redux with a hillary stinger okay hold on a second
1: first we gotta do uh... it's
4: the message is clear Just <laughs> uh, i would
1: have
3: to put, huh? put that at the end since she's very deep into the clip
1: but oh, well, okay uh, well but she's coming right this is just yeah, it's a, it's a heads up. It were, it's a heads up. It's so that, you know, everyone knows it's coming.
5: It's a somber judge. It will judge us all harshly. Kofi Annan warned ministers gathered in Geneva. Time was running out to stop the bloodshed in Syria and stop this crisis from hey,
3: spilling over. Stop, stop the clip right there. Well, you know, How does Kofi Annan even stay into the game?
1: Well, he's corrupt. I mean, we know that he, the, the oil for food program, his son is corrupt. You know, the whole Kofi Annan dynasty, is one big corruption. So it's just like, it's like you go to Central Casting. We need some guy who's like some UN kind of credibility, who talks kind of funny. Uh, who you got? Who you got?
3: Well, oh. We got Kofi Annan. He's like, uh, works cheap now. Is he SAG? Uh, uh no. Not is he, yet is he sag eligible? Uh, sag. Screen extras guild. Screen extras. <laughs> is he sag eligible? Sag yeah.
1: eligible. Yeah, that that's how they choose these douches. It's obvious. Do <laughs> go go ahead and Google Kofi Annan oil for food program big
6: crook.
5: Under this pressure, the conference ended with an agreement. The power's present said Syria needed a political transition led by a unity government. But it came with one key caveat. The final deal says that government could include members of the current regime. A consensus, but with concessions.
8: While international powers agreed on a political transition for Syria, there was one key bone of contention.
2: The transitional governing body could include members of the present government and the opposition and other groups should be formed on a basis of a mutual consent.
8: A victory for Russian diplomacy. The long-time Syrian ally had refused to back a provision that would call for Syrian President Bashar al-Assad to step aside.
2: We consider it to be of key importance that there is no
3: attempt
7: in the document to impose any kind of transitional process upon the Syrian side.
3: So by the way, stop for a So, so whether they're talking, to they show this Russian guy yakking away about whatever... Yeah. Hillary is livid. Uh, and she looked harsh. She was pissed. Off about this. Yeah. Because she, they have their scheme, and then when she comes on in a couple of seconds, you'll hear, you know, this. she kind of downplays the whole thing, but she was just steam was coming out of her ears when this Russian guy, you know, gets gets the credit for fixing the problem.
1: You sure it wasn't because her hair looked like crap? Because I, I think that her I've, hair didn't look good, but not, it was. I've seen her hair worse. No, did you see her face? She got big, puffy bags under her eyes. Oh, yeah, no,
3: she's not. She's, done,
1: she's looking bad. Yeah. This, she this needs was, to go to Paris. This was not, yes. This was not. Not a good appearance. Maybe she can hit Paris on the way back. Be done by the Syrians
2: but themselves.
8: But while the U.S. agreed to the plan, it
9: remained clear on one central point. Uh, Assad will still have to go. He will never pass the mutual consent test. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Given the blood on his hands. I do not believe that anyone in the Assad regime ever thought... We could come out with a unified statement today expressing not only the concerns, but a path forward that would include Russia and China. And he needs to hear loudly and clearly that his days are numbered. The message is clear.
1: (laughs) Okay, so uh, let me uh, give you some analysis on this because I've done some. So first of all, this really, this whole thing, the, you know, the Wesley Clark, the the Wesley Clark five, you know, all the seven, I should say, all the countries we're going to invade, this goes back to a strategy known as the redirection. And this, uh, this was of course a Bush strategy. And the whole idea is to uh, make a lot of noise there and essentially help our buddies out, the Saudi Arabians, which I'm going to get to in a second. Um... They're doing, so, you know, we have all the, I mean, actually, I have, uh, I have the little Kofi clip, which is very short. We should probably just play it because, you know, it's 27 seconds. The guy's saying nothing. We are determined to work together urgently and intensively
2: uh. to bring about an end to the violence and human rights abuses and the launch of a Syrian-led political process leading to a transition that meets the legitimate aspirations of the Syrian people and enables them independently
1: and democratically to determine their own future. So, who gives a crap, Kofi? You just wasted 27 seconds of my life. You said nothing. But I figured out what they're doing here. Um, The way to get around the uh, United Nations Security Council is something known as R2P. Have you heard of R2P? Uh,
3: no, I, I had to pee the
1: other day. But. <laughs> right. R2P is a, a United Nations, and we've all signed on to it, rule of law. And it stands for Responsibility to Protect. This Responsibility to Protect principle, often referred to as R2P, and the prevention of atrocities. When this is a so this is the legal form that they're going to use, and you will see this when when uh, when we do exactly what John McCain is about to tell us we're going to do. So R two P represents an important commitment by the international community to protect populations from egregious crimes. This is the uh, senior how, lawyer. How long has
3: R two P been in play?
1: Um, not last week, it's been no, years, it's, right? No, this is yeah, this is just something that's been well, on how the books. come They
3: didn't do crap about two million killed in Rwanda because this United Nations
1: dude, I don't give a <laughs> duh, there's a reason for this, and if you want to know what's really going on, then who do you have to listen to? John McCain, the biggest shill in the universe, because this guy. And now Morton Bork, I don't even know if he's a war hero anymore. This guy is such an a-hole. He works for the military-industrial complex. And, you know, we, we joke about how we're lucky we didn't get him as president. It would, we would have been to the finish line much quicker because he reveals his plans just so easily. Like, yo, this is what it's about. Here's what we're going to do. He's speaking, so he's, he's on, the, on the circuit. He's got to go to all the think tanks, get everybody all lined up. And this a-hole literally tells us what the strategy is and why. And I'm happy for it, of course, but it's, it's brazen. Here's his speech this week at the Middle Eastern Institute. The true mission, the reason why Syria must go. An army defector. And, and I left a little extra in because
6: he's so sincere. Told us that killing and rape And torture is what they were instructed to do.
1: Go Uh, rape these
6: slaves.
1: Go rape them. Rape them! Rape them
6: rape them them. as a tool of terror and rape and torture (laughs) and intimidation. So if I get a little emotional when I talk about Syria, that's why. Because of the rape. The situation in Syria cries out for U.S. leadership. Yeah. Not just to save Syrian lives. But to support our ally, Turkey, when they need our support the most. Oh, oh, this is
1: new information. It's not just to save Syrian lives. No, it's to support
6: our ally, Turkey, when they need our support the most. Do tell me more, John McCain. The conflict in Syria is becoming a strategic threat to Turkey. I, woo! The country is already facing massive flows of refugees, and it is welcoming them by the thousands. Mm. Turkish pilots are now shot down over international waters, according to Turkish leaders. And the longer this conflict grinds on, the worse it gets. The more sectarian divisions harden, the more Al-Qaeda gains influence, the more the Syrian state disintegrates, and the more Turkey is faced with violent chaos on its border now so
1: there's a little more to go here but i want you to understand what he's saying he's saying this isn't about syrian people getting killed this is about turkey poor turkey and they're great and they're
6: our buddies and i wonder why i, I have to look into this the united states needs to devote a fuller measure of its power to help end the conflict in syria as soon as possible Not just because it's the right thing to do. Not because it's the right thing to do, you silly slaves. Is that what you think this is about? And not just because it will be a strategic defeat for Iran, but because it can help to consolidate a new kind of relationship with Turkey. It can show the Turkish people and government that America is willing to take risks for the sake of their security and invest in their success. And that we are not an unreliable partner or a declining power, as some in Turkey allege. So this, of course, can only be about one thing, and it's not hookers.
1: It's about oil and gas and pipelines. And wouldn't you know it, that on Tuesday, Turkey and Azerbaijan, remember, Azerbaijan, when we had the Eurovision Song Contest, we had the big... Uh, Boku International Oil, Gas, and Pipeline Conference that Hillary Lucifer Clippity-Clop attended, they signed an intergovernmental agreement, a $7 billion trans-Anatolian natural gas pipeline, TNAP, designed to carry Azeri natural gas across Turkey to Europe. Who does that screw? The Russians. In fact, Gazprom sent a warning to Turkey Saying, hey, you better not do that because you are going to back our South Stream. You, are, you guys are Indian givers. This is not okay. So the whole thing, Lucifer in Boku, John McCain saying we're your bestest buddies is all about their relationship with the energy companies. The whole Syria is just, just bull crap. And this is this is getting interesting. Let, uh,
3: let me let me add. Look, of course, you know that, and it is such bullcrap because the Turks have gone Islamist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've set up a new. Uh, by the way, I think the model uh, that we're seeing, the script for Egypt, is uh, similar to what we saw in Turkey. Where before first the, before you uh, guys know that,
1: Islamist gets in. Let me give you one more data point. Okay, one, one more data point. There was a Q and A, and. I think there's an Egyptian guy who stands up, and uh, I'll, I'll ask the question, I'll, I'll reiterate his question because it's a little hard to hear, but listen to what he says.
2: Do you know that the opposition forces in Syria is muslim Brotherhood, and they have a very good relation with the Turkish, or the Saudi who's supporting the Salafist in Syria?
1: So this guy says, you know... That the opposition is Muslim Brotherhood, uh, and that it's all basically sponsored by the Saudis. And then he says, "Where is the American interest?" What What is the American interest in this? You don't. Want, I mean, you, we we could listen to John McCain's stutter and stammer for fifty seven seconds, but he doesn't answer the question, and he's like, uh, "Play it play, uh, it,
4: play it." Thank
6: you. If, if I understand the question, you understood the question, A. Hall, correctly. You uh, <laughs> should have said, "That's a great question." Think that um, the, uh, the Saudis uh, are very concerned about events in Syria. Obviously, as is Qatar, as is UAE, as even Libya is about events and the unfairness of the of the conflict. Um, And the longer this drags out, obviously, the more likely or possibility that it could become a proxy war between Iran and Saudi Arabia. And not to mention, the longer it drags out, the more likely foreign fighters come in and there's a greater influence uh, of al-Qaeda and other extremist organizations. uh, 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 I, I, all I can say <laughs> is that <laughs> the Syrian resistance
1: needs help. So uh, before you jump in, Saudi Arabia uh, signed a memorandum of understanding with the state oil company of Azerbaijan, Sokar. This happened uh, two weeks ago. So the Saudis, Azerbaijan, Turkey, all working together. Makes total sense. On the other hand... We have Gazprom, you know, we had, uh, uh, what's-his-face from Russia was uh, visiting Israel. And they're going to launch an Israeli subsidiary that will help develop Israel's offshore gas reserves. And all future international tenders issued by Israel in the gas sector would be open to Gazprom and other Russian companies. So there's there's all your pieces on the chessboard.
3: Well, this brings to mind a couple of things. First of all, let's take a look at Turkey, which is was taken over by, with a fair election by an Islamist uh, who was the first one that got anywhere close to that office uh, president of uh, Turkey without being ousted in, by the military, which is very similar to the situation that was in Egypt where the military actually holds so much power that if you were a via, violating in, in the uh, in the case of Turkey, the uh, edict that you could not be uh, a, an, an Islamist and be in any even discuss it in public without getting arrested. And the EU uh, had forced Turkey to stop doing this because it was a human rights violation. But when Ataturk first created modern Turkey, he knew that this was the only way to keep these Muslim nutcases, the worst case scenario guys, the Salafists, who were specifically mentioned by that guy asking the question, I mm-hmm. might add. Yes. The Salafists from taking over because once they take over, they 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 take they put in a Sharia law and they uh, throw out the democratic institutions and they just run things by a bunch of uh, essentially preachers
1: and they stone by by curious people like me.
3: They would definitely. You'd be stoned for sure. Yeah. Uh, in more ways than one. So uh-huh. anyway, uh, so the model is you get in and then you slowly. You then they arrested a bunch of the generals who were plotting against the president. And it was a very slow process to take over. And but they haven't completely implemented everything yet. The same. Ex- Excuse me. The same exact script is going to be implemented in Egypt, mm-hmm. which also has a strong military that is actually trained by us. Yeah. Now, now to call back to what you said about Hillary, maybe being in bed with the Muslim extremists,
1: literally with Huma Abedin,
3: with Uma
1: or Huma, Huma. whatever her name is, Huma Abedin. Yes. Huma yes.
3: She uh, this looks to me as though we have jumped in bed. With the worst people in the world, at least from our own perspective, because they've never liked us and they never will under any circumstances. We're the great Satan Yeah, uh, is, is crazy. And the Russians must be beside themselves watching this go on because uh, none of the, these people will turn on us in a minute. Now, that said, it's possible that we would... Re- love to just screw things up in certain areas because that's one of the things we do and when people are over uh, and analyzing what we're up to sometimes miss what we're really up to which may be to create a uh, a situation especially in Europe that just essentially breaks their back what, by creating a, like some sort of friction between these two gas and oil companies. I, I don't know. I, I can't say for sure but this is not a good thing.
1: It's uh... It's fascinating to me. And it's
3: bullcrap. Everything McCain says <laughs> is bullcrap. Crap. The guy is a liar. Yeah.
1: I love this uh, Megyn Kelly Fox report. And, of course, now we have Mercy, uh, who is now uh, the first democratically elected president of Egypt. Let me tell you, I think they were doing fine. you with, got to with,
3: find the picture that's on the front page. Everybody out there should find the front page of the New York Times Saturday uh, where there's a picture of this guy showing that he has no protection and he's surrounded yeah, by man. a bunch of goons with sunglasses yeah. on that. It's just the funniest photo yeah. I have
1: seen for years. Yeah. Um, here's a, here's a, a little sound bite from, uh, from Fox that someone sent me that I thought was just hilarious because, you know, I I, I have no words for it. Here we go.
8: This guy, Morsi, you know, he went, he was educated here in the West, in the United States. And yet when you look at, you know, sort of his list of highlights, uh, the one that jumps out at me is he wants the United States to hold a scientific conference so we can determine the real culprits behind the 9-11 attacks, because he doesn't believe it was Al-Qaeda. That doesn't sound good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound good, does it?
3: It doesn't. Sound, you know, she nailed that. Yeah. You know. He also wants. The first thing he demanded, I think, was to get that chic the blind Yes, the blind sheik. That's yes, right. I he wants to get him released. Yeah. Because, you know, he's unfairly imprisoned. On.
8: I have the clip. I have the clip. An image from Egypt today and words that have ignited anger back here at home. Mohamed Morsi took the oath of office as Egypt's first freely elected president, but remarks he made in the last 24 hours causing alarm here in the U.S. Morsi <laughs> pledged to work for the release of a blind sheik who is serving a life sentence in the U.S. for plotting the first attack on the World Trade Center. Oh,
1: yeah. This is, this is going to be, it's gonna be Very interesting. He's already playing tit for tat. You give me this, I give you that. Hey, how about my three billion dollars? Okay, then maybe I'll I'll throw the sheik under the bus and wait until he turns his sights
3: on Israel because you know once they completely take over Egypt, which will be soon. I mean, they took over that Tahrir Square thing was wild. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was all Salafists, and they're all wearing their hoods and their you know crazy uh, outfits and screaming everything. What do you mean by crazy? What
1: do you mean by crazy outfits, John? What are you talking about? The burkas, you know, the women are all covered up. All sexy, man. I love the burqas. Yeah,
3: well, yeah. a lot of them they don't even show their eyeballs. It's a complete yeah. black. Yeah, but anyway, That's this like beside bitches. Bitches, the point. The point is, they're going to turn their sights on Israel, and I'm convinced. And I'm just stunned that you know the the it's obvious that Israel is a target to be just you know to be messed with and uh, and used as a pawn it's used as a pawn for the iranian uh Iran- iranian uh, missile or bomb they're not not really building and it's going to be used as a pawn with egypt i mean there's just a you know essentially a, a ball being kicked around yeah. and, and this, it's is amazing to me that all the
1: american you know the, the but, jewish but, contingent is so democratic but like, but we but we have the Russians now with the Israelis and they of course they're gonna go right they're gonna go straight up through Cyprus into Greece. Uh, you know Gazprom's gonna own all that all the Greek assets and they're gonna they're gonna shoot it all up from the south while you know Turkey is still going to build this thing from Azerbaijan and so I think the Israelis and uh, and the Russians they're like having that you know I think both of them, are in cahoots and you know we're still which we've been doing since the 70s we're still dicking around with the saudis
3: you know i i think when these pipelines go in shooting in every which way we're gonna get a lot of stories and we're gonna be discussing it on this show of these things being bombed left and right
1: blown up absolutely oh yeah we're gonna have drone strikes lots of drones yeah lots of drones maybe i should get into my drone story here this is a good transition for I think, John C. Dvorak, we have been submitted to a very effective um, psyop. We have been PSYOPed for years. You and I, as well. There's if it's been any good; it has to do work. Yes, and in fact, I should probably. We
4: suck. Wah, 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 wah.
1: And I will point out before Wired and Danger Room and. And uh, and everybody else, we were talking about drones. We've been talking about drones for years. We've been predicting drones over U.S. skies. And it it happened kind of so forcefully and so massively that we didn't even really have a chance to say, yeah, we kind of told you that was going to (laughs) happen. Right? It just, it was was amazing. Now, let me lay down a couple of, this this latest news story, which came out of Texas, which you talked about on Thursday. This was bothering me. It was really bothering me, and I figured out what's going on. It's a big psychological warfare, and, I can, and I can, we can get out the red book because we're going to put this one down, and, uh, and we need to keep our eye on this. So first of all, we had the drones. We had the stories of tired, overworked personnel, they have, you know, stress, 12 hours, it's so weird. We had the uh, unencrypted data links, right? It was, oh my, you know, like, oh, uh, people can see the video. Uh, maybe someone could hijack the drone. Remember all those stories? Then we actually had a drone hijacked. Iran uh, got one of our drones. Of course, we have uh, continuous stories about signature strikes. This is all code, signature strikes. But yeah, we laugh. Like if you're doing a jumping jack, then you have the signature. But of course, even Facebook has uh, facial recognition. Google has facial recognition for their new tablet. I mean, this is all... And we have the Gorgon Stair and the Argus IR. These are all things that have been in the show notes before where we have real high resolution, real time data over six, seven hundred kilometers. I mean, this is really, really, really uh, highly visible stuff. Then um, and I was just talking about this actually with uh, I won't say who, but one of the people who was at the at the meetup, because, of course, we've got to protect some of what these guys are doing or have done. The biggest problem, and there's lots of new stories about this is we're running out of satellite bandwidth for uh, both for the uh, the video feeds, which can be twenty gigabits a second, but also for controlling the drones you know we just you know they can't fly all the drones simultaneously because they don't have the satellite link so we can't get satellites up fast enough and then we have the big story, which is the GPS hijack and what bothered me about this is that the Department of Homeland Security invited uh, Todd E. Humphreys, he is the uh, the scholar at uh, University of Texas, invited them to demonstrate if they were capable of successfully spoofing the GPS system to take over the drone. Now, if you invite someone from the University of Texas to come and do that, and they're successful... Do you send out press releases? You know, do you have all this? You know, big hoopla. Or, you know, whoa, it's completely viral. At the, you know, next to the the Tom Cruise thirty-three story. I'm even. I don't. I wonder if people listen to the show because it's not like we haven't talked about this. They're sending me the story. Oh, the spoofing drones, which of course we also said would happen. So I'm like, this is PR, and I tried to figure out what it was, and I think the, you know, having um, you know, a new secure GPS. Uh, non spoofful GPS system is too simple an answer. And here's why. I look into this Todd Humphreys guy. Now, he currently works, Todd E. Humphreys, he currently works at University of Texas. Previously, he uh, worked, he was at Cornell, PhD in aerospace. And uh, Cornell University is very specific. And by the way, these are not just courses that they have at the university. These are commercial entities. They have high-tech incubators, you know, these universities uh, where technology is made and then sold to um, uh, defense-related companies. They have something called CU Air, Q-Air, C-U-Air, which is Cornell University Unmanned Air Systems. And before I tell you exactly what their focus is, let me give you the list of their sponsors you can find it at qair.engineering.cornell.edu so these are the platinum sponsors who sponsor this research at cornell university where this todd e humphreys came from we have electronic warfare associates lockheed martin intel uh, space systems Laurel. we have uh uh what is it uh, cloud cap technology these are big especially lockheed uh, and Laurel, these are big defense contractors. So they're sponsoring all this so-called research. And what do they specialize in? They specialize, oh, actually, our goal, I'm quoting from their website, is to design, build, and test an unmanned autonomous aircraft. Aha. Autonomous drones. That's where this is headed, John. And Google is complicit in this by making us all feel so incredibly great about the autonomous car. It can drive itself. It doesn't need any help. The i Triple E, another uh, organization that uh, Todd E. Humphreys is a member of. They have their plans 2012 conference. And let me give you one of their fine little topics. Vision integrated navigation for vehicular and robotic applications. Uh, Projects, concepts, systems, advanced algorithms related to emerging vision-based navigation applications in vehicular and robotic applications, including autonomous air and ground vehicles. This is about making the drones autonomous with their own kill decision, their own idea of of, this signature fits, and they're unhijackable. And Toddy Humphreys, just to make it crazier, is a Mormon. He's, uh, he's really big in the Mormon community. What do the Mormons have, John? They've got the biggest freaking database of every human being in the world. And you can probably think they're going to they have pictures associated with that. So this Toddy Humphreys... Toddy Humphreys, this is a, a bad guy. I'll give you the, why this is so important. In warfare, the first war machine we really had well let's put it in the middle ages were knights you could you could put a knight in some armor give him a sword put him on a horse and he was indestructible you know he would chop heads off of peasants he would kill people left and right you couldn't you could throw a chuck a spear at him some rocks you know throw fire it wasn't going to stop the knight. then we had gunpowder and gunpowder was great because you, you didn't need to train some dude to ride a horse with with metal on. You just give this, this, this stick to these idiots and say, point in that direction, pull the trigger, boom. But of course, in order to win wars and to be powerful, you had to have a lot of human resources carrying these guns. And this is obviously, the government is most afraid here in the United States of the civilian population because... I don't care what kind of weaponry you're coming with when the entire population is armed or has access to guns. You're, you're generally, you know, the odds are stacked against you. So what is the ultimate is to remove the human element from warfare and just program these drones. They can fly in swarms. We've seen the videos. We've been so propagandized and made so used to it that I guarantee you we're going to see huge money, we'll have bills in Congress, we'll have defense guys saying we need this, it's really important for autonomous drones, and that, that will be the destruction of the world, because you don't, all you need is money, and when you have money, you can build the drone, you can build it in China, you can build, you can copy them, you can do whatever you want, and every freaking country in the world is going to have them, And, and when they're autonomous, get in the basement.
3: Well, that's a pretty picture.
1: (laughs) By the way, added to the kill list today, killlist.curry.com, eight more suspected militants in Pakistan killed by a drone. You can keep track of it. Of course, this happens every week after the Tuesday kill list meeting where they look at the baseball cards and the PowerPoints and the president says, yeah, that guy. But pretty soon, no meetings. The president can just sit in his office and watch the video, which is known as kill TV, by the way, by the drone people, and just watch the video. And the drones will do all the business in itself. And this all came together to me, John. People have been trying to tell me this, and I didn't quite understand it, but we have people who are in, in this business listening to our show. Yeah, we do. And they've been trying to tell me in not so subtle ways and I and all of a sudden just it all clicked for me when I saw this U T thing. We are being set up and made ready to accept the idea of autonomous drones flying around, making decisions based upon rules and killing us.
3: Yeah, well, there you have it. Welcome to the twenty first century. <laughs> That's an enlightening. There we go. Donations down to the, the, the dumpster. I'm taking. People should be buying guns. Yeah, I'm... And it's not going to do you much good. You have to shoot at these things as they should come by. No. Probably those guys with those tubes in Spain will have a better shot at it.
1: <laughs> well, I still believe the populations have you know a, a voice, and we can at least try and say no. Oh, we yeah. don't think that's yeah. a good yeah, idea. That's gonna <laughs> yeah, that's going to work. Denmark is even getting drones. Denmark uh, Defense Minister Nick Hukarup wants Denmark to follow other countries, have its own drones to take over some of the monitoring and battle tasks currently handled by the country's F-16s. I can see a list of tasks that would be obvious to let drones carry out instead of fighter aircraft, Hukarup tells information sources, adding that surveillance of Arctic regions would be one area. Sure, that's where all the oil is. Drones are a relevant alternative particularly in times of austerity when they can supplement aircraft but they can also see benefit of using them as weaponry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. So that's it. And yeah. how and how and how good is all that? I mean, it frightens me that the that we the government thinks they can build some artificial intelligence uh Probably based on their investment in, in Facebook.
3: I mean, this is essentially not that you know we, we've we've sunk this low, but this is essentially uh, RoboCop
1: One, the movie. Yeah, it's Skynet.
3: Well, no, Skynet is uh,
1: not from RoboCop. Uh, what was Skynet? Skyway. that was uh, from uh, Terminator. Terminator, right? Well, it's a yeah, combination, no. kind of.
3: It's a combination. Well, it's actually, the, the, the RoboCop One where you had these autonomous machines that were going to police you know, Detroit, right, right. is essentially this. And, yeah. and why would you not have – you know, you come down to a lower level, you have autonomous uh, – you could have an autonomous police force using this, the, the Google technology, mm-hmm. floating around, pulling you over, and giving you tickets, and, mm-hmm. or just taking your number and but sending see, but you the see bill. That,
1: that's all hard. The flying part is relatively easy because you, know, you know, getting these things up there and flying around—that's—it's relatively easy. You don't have to deal with traffic or not a lot of traffic.
3: Yeah, no, that's true. But the the, the, the driving driverless cars. But, this,
1: but we've been duped. But we've been been duped into thinking this is great. Specifically, well, we've
3: never thought it was great.
1: No, well, it's, no it's autonomy specifically by Google with their car. They're a part of the setup. This is the psychological warfare. They're a part of it. Why else? Why does Google have to make a freaking self driving car? Make search. Give me (laughs) Gmail. All right, do your Google Plus. What's with the car? Seriously, what is the business reason for Google and the car? Yeah. Seriously, give me, you can't answer it because the only reason is it's an NSA project.
3: Well, the car's coming.
1: Of course, of course we'll be and, and sure so
3: the uh, the drones.
1: Of course. But they're gonna be loaded, cocked, and pointed in your direction.
3: And when one goes off accidentally and kills a bunch of people like that incident, as you recall, that where the Chinese embassy was blown to smithereens uh-huh. in uh, during the Clinton administration by accident. Mm-hmm. There, we already are set up for for the accidents. I mean, it's a, that nobody bitched about that. It's so the only, so
1: here is the only things we can do. There is
3: nothing we can do. Yeah, there we're is. doomed.
1: No, we're not doomed. Now I have more hope than that. I can just see Miss Mickey smiling. She's like, "Yes, yes, I've programmed him. Very good, <laughs> and Boris and Natasha. Uh, stop using Google. <laughs> just stop using Google. Stop using Google and do what? Just." The, just pull on your Amstel vein, but stop using Google. Just stop using Google. Uh, if you're in the University of Texas, drop out now. Just drop out. Drop out. You are supporting the destruction of the universe. And uh, what else can we uh, do? Oh, if you see this Toddy Humphreys, stomp on his feet. Or
3: kick him in the shins. That'd be <laughs> kick
1: him. That's what my mom used to say. I'll kick him in the shins. <laughs> Why is where did that come? Where did that come from, from? Movies,
3: if you remember, there's old W.C. Fee- Fields movies. there will be some <laughs> like W.C. Fields or somebody be walking up the street just by themselves, and a little kid oh, right would come running out of a yard and kick, kick him, him in, in the, in the shins, shins and then run off for <laughs> no reason.
1: Kick him! I remember my mom used to say that. kick him in the shins. Like what? How does that even you know? What is that? What does that even mean? Don't do it anymore. The little <laughs> kids just to do that routinely.
3: <laughs> it's an equalizer. Yeah. It hurts to get your shins.
1: Yeah, in no, it sucks for sure. Anyway, so that that was my big revelation, and uh, let's all be on the lookout for more for more of this propaganda, and at least alert ourselves about it. That's about the best we can do, uh, and combat it that way. Because you just have to be aware that you are being. There is psychological warfare being uh, practiced on you right now. And the the amount of virality of this uh, drone hijacking is a big part of it. So please put that in the book. Mark it down as July 1st, 2012. This thing, can, I mean, the next big session we have, the next conversation about defense budgets or whatever, is going to be about autonomous drones. Now, the only thing is they've got to have a different name for it. And I haven't quite figured out because you know autonomous—that's too complicated for the slaves. We have got to have a you know a cool name. So I think part of the the self-driving Indy drone. What? Indie drone. Uh, the autonomous car is helping because people get that. And they don't call it that. It's called it's called self self driving. So self flying. Hmm. No, but it's all going to be like, this is safe. You know, we don't want Iran hijacking another one of our, uh, another one of our drones, you know, it has to have its, but you won't hear a lot about the go-go drones. That's a good one. I like that robo drone. No, that's too scary. That's too, that's too scary. Go-go drones is not chat room is uh, happy little drones. Yeah, that's nice.
3: (laughs) Happy little (laughs)
1: little They need to and also, by the way, uh, and the Curry well, Devorak- maybe the word drone has to go. Yes. The Curry Dvorak consulting group is available to the, uh, ministry, the department of defense. If you need some help. Um, I think these things need a paint job. I mean, you definitely need to paint smiley faces on them and
3: they should be painted blue, a pretty blue yeah, a pretty sky blue. blue.
1: Yeah, exactly. That'd be a gorgeous thing to see a
3: nice baby blue device. instead yeah. of this ugly gray looking monstrosity.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the gray is not, is not helping your cause here. People. If you really want to do it right. Guardian Angels. Ooh, I like that one. Ooh, that is good. Guardian Angels. Yeah, that's finally nice. something from the yeah. chat room that's good. <laughs> crap. Buddy in the sky. <laughs> Buddy in the sky. Buddy in the sky with diamonds. Groves are <coughs> your friends. <laughs> Buddy in the sky. I think Guardian Angel. That's a great project name. Guardian angel, yeah. Well, anyway.
3: Okay. Uh, well, we got big news here in California. Oh, uh, this must be the foie gras. <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> Today is the day. Hey, congrats, it's Canada's birthday. On Canada's birthday, we've banned foie gras because it's so important that we ban it.
8: Greet protesting in San Francisco outside a goodbye foie gras event. Okay, okay. Executive chef at Bernardus Lodge, Cal Staminoff, has been part of efforts for the last two years to keep foie gras on the
6: table. We use it for a lot of our background, like for some of our soups, and, and it's, uh, it gives, instead of using butter, uh, we use duck fat.
8: But anyone caught selling foie gras starting Sunday will face a $1,000 fine. Until then, it's on the Bernardus menu. Other local restaurants have sold out.
2: I think it's a, a little bit of uh, uh, taking away, you know, our rights
6: to be able to eat what we want.
8: Staminoff says the delicacy is just one of the ingredients that make restaurants like his what they are.
6: There is, you know, quite a few
2: upper-end restaurants that do need to supply, you know, some
3: indulgent ingredients like caviar and, you know, foie gras and, and truffles.
8: The first fines that restaurants could see if they disobey this new ban is actually $250, and then it can grow from there. But restaurants and chefs really aren't entirely sure how this new ban is going to be policed. So that's something uh, that they will watch going forward, but of course they're going to try to obey that. To start off obey. with, Aaron. All right, Brittany, thank you. Um, some restaurants tell us they've already sold out of their foie gras supplies. Obey. So if you, you are obey. going out for that last foie gras meal, make sure you call ahead.
1: That's right. The
3: foie gras police.
2: The foie gras police are coming your
3: way. Yeah. This is all thanks to PETA. It's just the beginning of
1: the end. We, you and I have consumed foie gras together.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, you know the thing that a lot of people don't realize—duck foie gras. The foie gras you get in the, in the United States, ninety percent of it is duck, right? And and, and look, the really the really good
1: stuff is goose. But how come the ducks are are uh, you can't? So is it just goose foie gras you can't have, or you can't? No, have- no,
3: you can't have any foie gras. It was because of the duck foie gras that they banned it because they're force feeding ducks, and ducks are so cute, and geese are mean. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they hiss at pe- you. Yeah. People got, yeah, I mean, talking about, you know, but, it, but there's some, some, some thematic stuff going on here
1: because there's duck news. Oh, 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 hold on, I'm sorry. I was, uh, we don't have a jingle for it, but we'll hit it. This farmer in a rice-growing area near Tokyo once used lots of pesticides on his crops. These
2: days, he uses ducks. Like an advancing battalion... The hungry ducks clear the field of weeds and plant-destroying insects one bite at a time. It would be much easier to use pesticides, but we don't know their effect in the long run. We could also use humans, but that would be much more expensive, so we prefer to
7: use ducks who work in a
2: very systematic manner. On top of eradicating insects, ducks will help till the soil with their webbed feet. But there are other advantages. Their waste is a good fertilizer. So we don't have to use much of our home. Then we can eat the ducks when the season is over.
3: Okay. We can eat the ducks when the season is over. So you've got the drone stories. You've got the analysis that's going to affect our day to day life. But I've got the duck
1: stories. You are an awesome man, John C. The web feet will help plow the field somehow. <laughs> it's all, you know, this whole it's all Canada's fault. Because where do geese come from? Hello? <laughs> Thanks, Canada. You got to blame Canada, right? I don't know
3: who to blame. I'm just saying it's just that we can't nah. get foie gras anymore because, yeah. you know, they're telling us what to eat. Yeah. Heaven forbid we force feed a duck. <laughs> I've had Meanwhile, some duck. the Japanese are going to eat these ducks that have so, you know, they've, they've gone into their fields and eaten the insects and done what they had to do. And then they get eaten. I mean, I don't
1: see the difference. I don't understand one thing. You have this duck story. You don't use your duck call. <laughs> this is a a faux pas on the foie gras. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. We get it. So this... Um, I'm done with it. I'm done with ducks. There's this great... Someone sent me this link to... Um, I guess it was a short... See if I can find it real quick. There was a a like a a short movie competition, and uh, let me see what it's called. Hold on a second. Um, Great short films, and uh, I'm not quite sure who put this out. Great short, uh, yeah, great short films. The winner. And this came out about a month ago, is a eight-minute movie, and it's linked in the show notes, 422.nashownotes.com, called The Gate. And it is, I mean, the production value on this, it's of, you know, Terminator quality. It's short, but, I mean, you've got vertical takeoff, landing, Uh, aircraft, you've got uh, soldiers with, you know, hydraulic suits, and just amazing. Beautifully shot. So this is no small little film, and there's some real big money behind it, although not mentioned in the credits. Uh, And the premise of the movie is that people start transforming into these horrible, ugly, four-footed, murderous creatures uh, that also, you know, like they kind of like... Uh, they look a little bit like the thing and not the thing. Um, what's the uh, Sigourney Weaver? The uh, alien. Alien, right. The head looks like alien, but it's people and they... And they it starts trans- off
0: with the biblical quote, which I think is interesting. Yeah.
1: So here is uh, the setup uh, in the movie. I've pulled two clips as to what is happening.
2: Cytology research at Roslyn identified part of the biological process that we now know to be responsible. <sighs> By this stage, research efforts were focused on what role DNA might have during these episodes. And quite quickly, the Roslin team determined that certain long-redundant gene sequences were becoming activated. It's never been clear as to what their function or purpose may have been in the past, but one theory is that they once played an important role in the evolutionary process.
1: So there's something happening with these people's DNA in this movie. Are you watching it while we're while we're talking? Yeah. Oh, you're, you know what? You, you turn on your YouTubes and uh, you got helium. Oh, really? Yeah. Turn off the clip. Uh, uh, turn it off. You, you, your bandwidth blows. So I'm like, wow, there's so much money behind this thing. Who made it? That is all revealed around the eight-minute mark. Here is the relevant clip. 8.54 p.m., Mr. Weissman was found deceased in the
2: fourth-floor lobby area. But most importantly... Physical evidence found in Mr. Wiseman's office was confirmation that he regularly purchased pharmaceutical products via an unregulated online retailer. The discovery of similar products found in the possession of the other victims led to the conclusion that they too had made purchases from the very same website. Forensic analysis of this evidence revealed that it contained a highly unstable, synthesized property that was chemically similar to hormone that is naturally found in the process of DNA construction and repair. It is this similarity that has prevented earlier detection during the pathology examinations. In short, the prolonged usage of this unstable chemical combined with an unusual blood group eventually culminated in activating the catastrophic biological process that caused their deaths.
1: So here's the idea. If you use unregulated medicines that you purchase on the Internet, you will wind up a creature that eats people funded entirely
0: by Big Pharma. Unbelievable. That's how they get it for the, all the special effects. And you're still watching because you're totally... No, no, I turned it off. I think once it triggers, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm going to sound like this for the rest of the show. It would be okay if it didn't cut out from the time to time. Okay, well, let's reconnect. Okay. All right. Can you,
1: can you just do one thing for me, John, before you go? What? Can you sing the Lollipop Land song? I don't know it. <laughs> Just say or just go oompa loompa go oompa loompa go oompa <laughs> Come on man do it say oompa loompa pa 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 come on No <laughs> dick finally some humor on the show. Goodbye. Are you there? Hello. You there. Yeah. Can you hear me?
0: Well, we have this problem. reconnect
1: reconnecting. Oh. Oh, you sound like crap. Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hello. oh nope. I'm not I, connecting. Yeah, you're connecting. Oh man. So weird. Yeah, no, it's really bad, isn't it? Gotta hate this. Hold hold on a second. <laughs> what? Hold on. We suck. Wah, wah,
4: wah,
3: wah. Yeah. Skype sucks, it's not us. I'm gonna show my support by donating to no agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that.
7: Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah on oh, no agenda. We suck
1: in
4: the morning.
3: Well we might suck, but our donors don't. No, they do not, because they're, Chris, they're donating. Chris Potter, Elmira, Ontario, begins it with $145, and he wants a train whistle for Can- Canada's 145th anniversary.
6: All aboard, trains good, planes bad. Woohoo.
3: Patrick Deary from Sarnia, Ontario. Our top donors are Canadians. Yay, yeah, yeah, I love
4: that. Hello, Canadians.
3: Dollars dollars 10 cents. El Yoho from Woodbridge, Virginia, $111.33. This time you pronounce it correctly, John, nothing fancy. It was hilarious calling me (laughs) Yoho. It's El Joho, but seriously, it's pronounced Joho. Another superhero call out, if you please. Oh, and uh, Huntsman Karma Shot says John doesn't know the Spanish pronunciation. I assume he was going for it would be Ho-Oh. Okay, here's my letter. Uh, Had to pony up for my value-to-value monies again since your show has been kicking ass recently. I'm sad I didn't donate for the 420 show, as I almost always (laughs) listen to the show stoned. (laughs) I found myself researching the Greek crisis, and I'm wondering if Adam ever did a synopsis of their lead-up to economic slavery. If not, I know of people who still blame the Greek people and... Should be woken up by a good crackpot
1: fact of the matter. Watch Catastroika. That's the movie you should watch. Catastroika.
3: In fact, I propose an ongoing segment with this title. Always keep doing the good work. I'm struggling to catch up with, on the episodes that just finished 411. Geez. By the way, the numbers are 111 because apparently that's my lucky number based on certain life events, and 33 are for the defectors. Thanks for the truth. As always, you guys are the best podcast
1: in the universe. Huntsman karma.
4: You've got karma.
1: I wonder if he has power there in uh, Woodbridge.
3: Black Knight McTank, Playa del Rey in California. Hundred bucks. Gentlemen, move to a new city. Boxes, boxes everywhere. Karma, please. Best podcast in the multiverse.
4: You've got karma. Karma.
3: Anonymous in Riyadh, or he says anonymous V for Fee from Ridia. <laughs> uh, Ridia. Doing a little Clinton library on you guys. Can I get an Allah Akbar?
7: Allahu Akbar, Allah. There you go. Akbar. I've, been enjoying,
3: I've been enjoying the recent shows, but they're not long enough.
7: <laughs> <laughs> really?
1: 99.99. 99. Niner, 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 niner. Aloha Akbar. Hey, wait, wait, I'll, I'll say hello Akbar.
3: Derek Norton, Hot Springs, Arkansas. 69.69. 69. Hooray. We're back on board. Continues. The streak continues. First time donor, been listening since mid-March. Figures the time I stopped being a boner and donated. So I put 6969 to keep track of the, keep the streak alive. I'd like to request a Shut Up Little Slave Girl version karma for us at Derek.izzy.twitchy Squirrel from Hot Springs, Arkansas. <laughs>
4: shut up, slave. <laughs> You've got karma. Anything.
1: Anything to play that little girl. Uh, Alberta
3: comes uh, Stephen from Calgary, actually. Uh, hey, the stampede is
1: coming up in uh, like a, a week stampede. or so. Yeah, the Calgary stampede. I'm writing this
3: letter at 3 a.m. and extremely tired. I apologize ahead of time if this becomes just one giant rambling letter of incoherency. Been a no-agenda listener for the past few months now, and I felt that it's time to stop being a boner and become a donor to the best podcast in the universe. Please deduce douche me so I can get a get the stank of being a boner <laughs> off me. Boner stank. Injured boner stank. I was introduced to No Agenda from listening to John on Twit. I was fascinated every time John was on Twit as I kept Grandpa's... Who's the guy who goes on rants and similar to Grandpa Simpson? (laughs) (laughs) Hey! After finding out that I could listen to John go on rants for two plus hours, I was sold. (laughs) And finding out John was working with Adam Curry, the guy from Swamp Thing, was such a bonus.
6: It's a bonus, I tell you!
3: I'm now a huge fan and they can no longer listen to Twit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh,
3: he's screaming at the sky at drones while wearing a hopefully fashionable tinfoil
1: hat. By the way, when the autonomous drones come, interestingly enough, the fallacy, the funny thing is, the only way to actually protect yourself will be by wearing a tinfoil hat. It's possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they all laughed,
3: and he says uh, i was uh, apparently he enjoys the uh
1: we need a tinfoil hat that's that that shoots chaff a chaff hat a chaff hat
4: <laughs> in the morning
1: yeah, this hat on is made of tinfoil and when it detects an incoming hellfire missile from the drone, it shoots chaff." <laughs>
3: So anyway, he thinks it's amusing that that I specifically refer to Saskatoon as the Paris of Canada.
1: Yeah, it's where they got all the money, right? Yeah, they get well. Saskatoon
3: doesn't have the the, the money; is in Edmonton and and uh, and, El, and um, Calgary. Oh, no. Oh, okay. But Saskatoon's got the the style, the class. It's like Paris in the fifties. Yeah. Anyway, give him his karma. Who, whoopin', he wants a whooping karma.
1: He no. I thought he 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 said he wanted a no conflict. Well, he says whoop him later in the thing.
3: For to get laid karma, I'd like a no conflict wherever in Manning whoop him karma. Okay, you got both.
1: Okay, well, well I could
3: do everything. It's a lot of, a lot of work here for Well, $60, really, $1. really.
4: There's no real conflict. Now get out there and whoop Obama's behind. <laughs> You've got karma. Uh, right.
1: well, that was a long route. Well, there you go.
3: Trent Drake in Western Australia, 6969. 69. Could have covered us. From Perth. Definitely not one of those Aussie ferret-loving freaks.
4: <laughs> but he wants a
3: quick douchebag call-out for his brother, Carl Drake. This will be, be the third time I've called him out.
1: Uh, that's a charm.
3: Give a second one. Yeah, for sure. There we go. It's five now. Second Mile Productions in Melbourne, Ohio. Oh, 66, Brian and 60. Susie.
1: Yeah, where well, we stayed Susie here with the, the Hot story. store.
6: Yep.
3: We asked for house hunting karma. Didn't work or did it? Mm. After we had to pass on the first house, Adam told us to be patient. And I'm glad we were. This past week, we signed the closing papers on our dream property. 152 acres in Maine. Wow. Thanks, karma. But the week just got better. We had a successful garage sale with Adam and Mickey's shooting buddy, Sean, and his wife, Missy. Yay, cool. As we talked with the lady at the garage sale, she said she was looking for a house, and we scheduled a viewing for our current house on Monday, so I need some house-selling karma. The donation amount is because our new house payment and down payment both contain 666. Adam, you and Mickey are welcome anytime in a new place in Maine.
1: It seems like I could build a house there with 152 acres. That is awesome. Well, congratulations, guys. It couldn't be happier for you. And thanks again for putting up with us last year.
4: You've got karma. I'm very happy for them.
1: You know, uh, Susie uh, has just an awesome garden. I can only imagine. She's going to have, like, I mean, she could be her own farmer's market with that kind of acreage. Good. Good. Yeah, very good. You know, we're going. We're good. We'll visit for sure, guys. Not, not this summer, but we'll visit for sure.
3: Sir Joe the Dish Slave in Stockton comes in with 60. Uh toward sixty bucks towards his wife's damehood. Appreciate a mention of his show site, Ozonightmare.com, and some post-operation recovery karma from my wife's granddad.
1: Absolutely.
4: You've got karma.
3: From Augusta, Georgia, Jason Morella, fifty-five-fifty five, and he needs a fiber, 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 fiber from Adam. Fiber, 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 fiber. I'm now also a knight. So he's got his little That's right. His his, his uh, accounting he, here. Yeah, he hit it. I am proud of the fact that I've achieved this honor mostly on monthly donations, but as an added token of my appreciation for what you guys do, I'm donating another palindrome amount for this Sunday's show. I would like to be dubbed Sir j dago j dago j
1: It
3: is the email and forum handle I've been using for over a decade.
1: Okay. Sir J Got it. All right. Listen. Andrew
3: Richter, Andy Richter from Wayne, Michigan, 5510, had to donate his response to the guy complaining about the newsletter. It looks great on the Gmail app for Android. Don't change a thing. <laughs> After three donations, I'm finally ready for a douching and I could use some karma refill. Thanks for continuing the best podcast in the universe. Adam should take his wedding weekend off. We'll talk about that
4: afterwards. (laughs) You've been deduced. You've got karma.
3: Benicia, California. Mark Pipkin, birthday boy. Thanks for all the hard work you guys do so I don't have to. Here's a small value for value 5510. Please apply to my smoking hot MILF, the presumptive Dame Rico's Damehood. Could I please get a birthday shout-out for human resource... Kai, who turns 11 on Wednesday. Finally, please send us some cross-country moving karma as we're going to join the hordes of California refugees this summer settling in parts of West Carolina. <laughs>
4: uh,
1: yeah, I'm looking. I don't think... Oh, yeah, yeah, Kai is on the list. Okay, good. Yeah, here's your moving karma. You've got karma. It's nice in South Carolina.
3: And we start to wrap up. Uh, Danny, I think you could be in North Carolina. Both states are nice. Danny Wong Livermore... California, home of the radiation uh, field, for the five ten. Also, where we're getting our beef. I'm back again. The original, st- I back. <clears throat> I'm, ba- I'm back again. The original stoner donor. I meant to donate for the four twenty show, but forgot. I asked for karma and a de-douching on the last donation, but Adam was laughing so hard at your stoner voice that he missed it. <laughs> Additionally, I've heard you mention Maranol and other forms of synthetic THC. My mother has been in the medical industry for many years. (laughs) She's been sending me publications from MD and nurse, only subscriber medical journals that point to several mental psychoses as a result of all forms of synthetic THC so far. (laughs) She sent me multiple articles on the subject. I just thought I'd add in that I've heard of Marinol in multiple places but never discussed side effects. Can I get a gospel in the morning jingle to accompany my previously owed karma <laughs> and dedouching? <laughs> Thanks. Keep up the media assassinations and production of the best podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. My children, it's a Sunday morning service. Sunday morning service. Gonna no agenda. We're going to get some out of curry. We're going to get a little junk. the Lord, help us out. in the morning. You've been deduced. You've got karma.
3: Another long ways. Podcast for Peace from Alamo, California, 5150. You need some prosperity, karma?
4: You've got karma,
3: Sir Greg Brunsel in Kenosha, Wisconsin, 50. Rick Dolishny. I think I've always pronounced that right. No, oh, no. Peterborough, Ontario, Can- Canada. Uh, from mom and dad for earning honor roll status at his grade eight graduation. That's a congratulations to his son, Bryce Dolishny. Uh, for his grade, grade eight graduation. However, Dad's going to call him out as a douchebag.
6: Douchebag! This
4: is the eighth grade.
6: <laughs> yeah, really?
3: Why? You're not going to the dance after the ceremony when the lovely valedictorian signaled him, signaled him out during her speech as the class evil genius, Bryce. That means she likes you. Yeah,
7: dude. Hello. Hello. He's gonna need
3: some karma to be more alert to these <laughs> signals while at high school in the fall.
1: You should have done a 69-69 karma for him. Yeah, you've
4: great. got karma,
1: <laughs> Bryce. Dude, Bryce, dude, get with it, dude. Was she, uh, the question is, was she
3: hot? Well, apparently, it was lovely. That's a minimal. Mm. Uh, George Vanderhorst, Black Knight George, uh, in Cats Hovel. Cats Hovel.
1: Cats Hovel. Cats Hovel.
3: He's in for fifty, and that would conclude our. Uh, our donors for the show. I have uh, one, uh, 422. We also want to thank people who donated lesser amounts
1: as always. I want to thank, uh, Sergeant Fred. He came by our little, uh, meet up on Friday. It was weird Friday. There was no traffic going. It was like the whole city was empty. It was oh, really, they,
3: they shut it down for you. The
1: NSA. Yeah. They, they... <laughs> hey guys, Adam Curry and miss Mickey are coming
6: in. Shut it down. Shut it down.
1: And, uh, he gave us a double nickels on the dime uh, on the spot donation. And uh, I'd like to read his note here. Adam, thanks for your effort and research in producing. The greatest podcast in the universe. As a prior contributing producer, I'm delivering another double nickels on the dime, which he, he does in paper. And then he also has a nice little two nickels and a dime uh, scotch tape together. Uh, I will be oh, I have to take my glasses off. Um, and like a snail I will be on my slow trek to knighthood probably won't get there until the next millennium since I am still on fixed income and have been rejected from employment after being laid off for three years still trying to get a job and feeling the discrimination because of both age and veteran status here's a shout out of praise to all combat infantry men and paratroopers since they are always in harm's way as Douglas MacArthur once said nobody hates war more than the soldier who has to fight it right on Also, one last shout-out to the theme of the recently released independent film called For Greater Glory. Yes, America was involved via economic hitmen for petroleum in 1926. This is a movie with, I think, Andy Garcia. But the focus of the film is this. When a president becomes dictatorial and tries to take away rights and liberties of the people, then resistance and possible rebellion may be the obligation as well as the right of the people. Keep your judge, bang-bang, and keep the faith... I appreciate the value of the No Agenda show. Love those jingles. Tell John C. Dvorak that I like the slide whistle as well. Can you please shoot me a bit of karma so I can finally end this drought of unemployment since I'm right now just getting by on a fixed income? Sincerely, Sergeant Fred. He also, by the way, uh, paid for a lot of drinks, which, uh, and we didn't catch him doing that, and he shouldn't, And we'd really appreciate it, but he, shouldn't, he didn't have to do that. And I'd like to promote his, uh, his uh, he's got a podcast, uh, The Struggling Entrepreneur. Strugglingentrepreneur.com. It was lovely to see uh, Sergeant Fred again. We saw it at the at the meetup uh last time. Uh we were in Austin uh, about a year. ago. Did you post any
3: pictures of the meetup?
1: Uh of this one uh, it was dark. We were outside, you know, drinking. We were all drugged well, anyway. This is for Sergeant Fred. Everybody uh, think along we we'll give him some super karma.
4: You've got Karma.
1: And in fact, I'm going to give him a little jingle as well. If you wake
4: up with the blues, shine up for your day with news. There's one thing you must remember, no agenda in the morning. For a healthy, balanced news diet, try noagendashow.com. Dvorak.org slash N-A. This is birthday, birthday. hey, I'm no
9: agenda.
1: Say happy birthday to Mark Pipkins, Human Resource Kai, turning 11th on Wednesday. That would be Independence Day. Black Knight George Vanderhorst congratulates his son Joshua, and everybody, a big wave and shout out to Mr. Oil. He says he's turning 31. It's probably a lie, but we're very happy to congratulate him on his birthday today. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. We have two, uh, no, three nightings today, John. Three, count them. One, two, Blade. Very good. Ah, Todd Cochran, Anonymous, and Jason Morella. Please step forward. All of you have contributed to the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the university, in the amount of $1,000 or more, and we highly appreciate the support. It's the only way we keep the show going. Without you, we would be nowhere. So I hereby present and pronounce the Sir Todd, Sir Anonymous, and Sir Dago J, all of you, now Knights of the Noah Jenner Roundtable, come on over, hookers and blow, Red Boys and Chardonnay, hot pants and booze, and some nice breast milk for you, and congratulations, and thank you so much. How are you getting the breast milk? Oh, just, I don't know. We got some chocolate goat milk at the, at the market. That's
3: funny, I got some raw goat milk the other day.
1: And, but uh, the chocolate right goat tasty. milk is, is off the hook. It would be I could see that. I could see that working. It was just fantastic. Really really loved it. Hey, um wow, John, we had uh, and we, we only had one donation from Perth, but I wanted to uh, this is the second half of the show. And uh, you know, people say, "Oh, there's no second half of the show stuff, man." Well, cuz when there's no second half of the show stuff, I'm not just going to make crap up, you know, I got legislation to read. So, um a couple days ago, a uh what people are claiming a was a meteorite crashed into the ocean right off of Perth and you can google this you have to see it What's uh our producer Aaron says you know what's weird about this is that it left a uh, a, uh like a vapor trail it first of all it caused a sonic boom so everyone heard it you know like in, in, in a 1000 mile range but it left a vapor trail that is that has been hanging around for 24 hours.
3: Is this different than the... You see, on February 5th, there was a me, a bolide meteor fireball. Mm-hmm. And
1: this one just happened, like, uh, in the last 48 hours. Huh. And There's also a big
3: one, a big Perth meteorite, on November 10th, yep. 2011. Yep. And, uh, and there was another monster in t- December 22nd, 2000. Apparently, Perth gets a lot of these.
1: And it's all offshore, but get this... Here it is. Meteor plunges into ocean lighting up Perth sky. But, but look at the look at the vapor trail, which it's you know, it, not a cloud and Yeah, but that thing's been hanging there for like twenty four hours.
3: Maybe there's no wind. And look at the inversion layer right there. It's that beautiful. is a classic I'm looking at the picture. Uh-huh. That's a classic inversion layer where there's no movement. I, I this does not surprise me this is this
1: is not a non non starter.
6: Camden trails from space. <laughs>
1: Uh, but, uh, but he does say that, uh, ships, aircraft, et cetera, are not allowed anywhere in the area, uh, which i find a little unnecessary. Although I guess, uh, you know, if you can go dig up some meteorite, that could be worth a, a fine penny. No, that, if it's a big one, it's worth millions. But here is the crazy one. Uh, have you heard about the Stargate? <laughs>
3: This is, I heard about, yes, I did, and I was wondering if you are going to go with yeah,
1: the story. Yes, well, I've been watching, I've been following the story for a while. This is a, uh, an unidentified submerged object, which has, uh, let us see, I've got the, uh, got the information. Where again. was this found again, in the Baltic Sea In or the someplace? Baltic Sea, it? exactly. And what's, what's weird about this, this is the new news that has come out. We've seen this thing on, you know, we've seen pictures of it. and uh, Navy re-
3: ships around UFO
1: Stargate
3: yeah. in the Gulf of Aden in June 9th, 2011. It moved, Abe, but somebody
1: moved it. <laughs> yeah, so they moved it over to the Baltic Sea. Uh, <laughs> and they have the Explorer X team out there uh, trying to figure out what it is. And here's a, a piece of a report, which I think is from a Russian news report, um, in English, interestingly about the weirdness surrounding this general area when the divers are trying to figure out what's going on here.
4: We looked at uh, the, the, our dive computer
6: and it said minus one degree. Uh, that's pretty cold for, for, for a dive and it should uh, really be impossible uh, to have that cold water because it actually turns into ice uh, at zero degrees. Uh, but that could be explained by by, uh, the movement of the
4: water. Also, some strange phenomenon occurred. A main objective of the die was to film the object, and yet the camera stopped working when they approached the object.
6: That's why isn't anything working, uh, anything electrical. Uh, And the satellites, we have as well, uh, stopped working when we were uh, above the object. Uh, And uh, when we got away, for about 200 meters, it, it turned on again. And when we got back over the object, it, it didn't work. So uh, that's kind of
4: strange as well.
1: well. There's your proof. It's got some kind of electro- electromagnetic field or something. The minute you're within 200 meter range above the uh, the object, video cameras don't work, the sat phones go out, you travel outside that 200 How meter range. How
0: convenient. <laughs>
1: I think there's something going on. We've got these things crashing. I mean, it could be the same thing like this crashing into the ocean there in Perth because it looks kind of like a spaceship.
0: So this is a this all stems from uh, some company called Transception Incorporated that began its public relations campaign. Apparently, uh, shows up on the PR Newswire from Austin, Texas. Huh, no coincidence. Dated April sixth, two thousand twelve. Uh, the technology transfer company submitted to NASA Administrator Charles Bolden a formal letter of recommendation pursuant to 14 CFR section 1221.2 that the crew of Apollo 11 be nominated for the Congressional Space Medal of Honor on the grounds that they actually made contact with the remains of an ancient shipwreck while on the lunar surface. It was made available for public display. 11 hours of video showing five professional and two trainee-controlled remote views, describing the unidentified submerged object, image resting on the bottom of the Baltic Sea by the Swedish crew of the Ocean Explorer, using its side-scanning sonar last June.
1: <laughs> I'm so happy you read all of that extremely cynical, bullcrap voice of yours while you were helium. <laughs> It'll be make for a great opener of the show. Call me back. <laughs> ah uh, we got him didn't we so apparently john can now not even load a video or i mean a, a picture on his uh, home build windows 95 computer and it's, it's really uh, starting to concern me a bit <clears throat> is he calling me or do i have to does he not understand that uh maybe, doesn't, maybe he's still talking maybe he doesn't even know we've disconnected you there yeah. Okay. Work this time. Yeah, you were it was so funny. You, you're like that mocking voice you do when you like you think that I'm I crazy. Wasn't
3: doing a mocking voice? No. I never do a mocking voice.
1: Uh, lovely. Do I do a mocking voice? Yeah. Yeah. You mock it when I question the universe and say, "Hey, wait a minute. You know, there's something going on here." Well, Ooh. I don't mean
3: to be mocking. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm
1: remiss. <laughs> Uh, I'd love you.
3: Hey, by the way. So the question is the Here's what they're going to go back to this thing. So the question is, how could the Swedes get movies and pictures and get all this stuff and shots of the thing? And then now, all of a sudden, you can't get a shot off. Come on.
1: There's a suggestion here from the chat room. Maybe you should pay your AOL bill. We have a problem with the Skype. Oh, connection. the
3: chat room is so funny. <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, come on, man! I love you. You know that they all, everybody man, loves you. I love you, man.
4: <laughs>
1: hey, Paraguay! Uh, nice little job, uh, the little hit job there, huh? Yeah. So this is Paraguay. where this is where all the if you want if you're looking for the Kenneth Lay, the guy who died yeah, of, is supposedly dead, died of a heart attack. You know, you, if you want to see where the the bushes are hanging out, go to Paraguay. I guess it wasn't good. I, mean, I guess they need to get rid of that president, Fernando Lugo.
3: Well, he was getting sick of these expats moving in and taking over the
1: place. Yeah, and they, and they just took him out, didn't they? They just Im- really- impeached him on like some incredibly stupid things. What was it? it was like, hold on, here's the impeachment. I wish we could have this in America, by the way. Uh, he was impeached because it was really funny. Uh, where was it? Hmm. It was like he like something in two thousand nine. Ah oh, crap. I had it listed and I can't find it. I feel like a douche. Uh, yeah, four charges. He improperly allowed leftist parties to hold a political meeting in an army base in two thousand nine. He allowed three thousand squatters uh, to illegally invade a large Brazilian owned soybean farm. It's just camping. And his government failed to capture members of a leftist guerrilla group, the Paraguayan People's Army, and he signed an international protocol without properly submitting it to Congress for approval. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, our you know, we'd we'd have no president if if we had those <laughs> rules.
3: Yeah. That's for
1: sure. So that brings me to uh Fast and Furious and uh and Eric Holder. So of course uh Our attorney general here in the United States was held in contempt of Congress, which we knew would mean nothing. In fact, uh, the Justice Department has said, well, we're not going to prosecute him. Oh, okay. So I guess that's it. But what was weird, and uh, we have been predicting this to happen, was that the um, the Black Caucus of the Democrats. And this is very specific here. The Black Caucus. Walked out. Of this vote, and uh, for those of you who don't know, our uh, Attorney General uh, Eric Holder is black. He's more brown, but he's an African American. Not that I don't think anyone gives a crap. And then these guys come out yeah, on the step. Well, yeah, here's the here's the little. This is from CNN, and what came after it was what blew me away. But listen to this: uh, is to make sure this is Cleaver, by the way, that at least uh, a group of members of of Congress. Uh, expressed to the nation that uh, we are non-participants in what we believe to be a a calamity. Uh, This is uh, a a terrible day for uh, the uh, House of Representatives. Uh, What uh, this is about, uh, we can't decide uh, for sure, but it certainly is not about uh, Eric Holder or holding back uh, documents.
4: And so we did not want to participate uh, in something uh, that uh, we believe to have some kind of smell to it.
1: Okay, so he says it has some kind of smell to it. Smell. (laughs) Smell to it. And uh, and and not just the Black Caucus, but a lot of uh, the Democrats are saying this is political. It has a smell to it. And uh, Wolf Blitzer... Smelled something else. So you heard Congressman Emanuel Cleaver say, uh, and he was, I think, using some signals, some code language, if you will, that this has some kind of smell to it. Uh, and I know what a lot of members of the African-American community have been implying, have been suggestion, given the fact that the Attorney General of the United States, Eric Holder, is himself African-American. But how do you interpret what Emanuel Cleaver has just said? Is this guy an asshole or what?
3: Both. He's an asshole and or what?
1: I mean, that's incredible. He immediately says, well, this is clearly, you know, they smell uh, racism.
3: Racism.
1: Blitzer. This is, uh, he is inciting racism. Yeah, well,
3: we know that this has been going on. But it's not even It's pretty implied. lame, though. And, you know, nobody even, half the public doesn't even know that this has gone on, this Eric Holder situation. That guy wouldn't cough up the documents. He basically told Congress to screw itself. They deserved to put him in contempt.
1: He was in contempt. Well, well what's funny is that uh, ISA has submitted to the congressional record pretty much the document that Holder is not uh, producing. It's uh, the affidavit. Describes the most controversial tactic of all abandoning surveillance of known straw purchasers, resulting in the failure to interdict arms. Uh, This is the letter that he put in the congressional record. And on pages 4409 through 4411, he actually has the wiretap that shows that Holder knew about all this before he said he knew about it, which shows that he was lying. Uh, And all of this is, you know, it's it's very much like... uh, Watergate, in some ways, and you know, it's being called Obama's yeah, it's Watergate. It's a cover-up,
3: and it's a perjury. It's got all these things, and then these black uh, Congress guys—they don't keep. If it was Hitler, they, and he was black, good to go.
1: <laughs> good to go. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm waiting for? Yeah, put this in the red book, will you? I'm waiting red for book out. Red book yes. out. Open page. Get the stamp. Get the date stamp. I'm just waiting for probably McCain, by the way, to say that the Colorado wildfires uh, were started by Al-Qaeda. Uh,
3: I'm, I think they're sitting on that. I, I agree. I mean, we've gotten to one. The only thing that's come out is the Colorado wildfires are because of global warming. Yeah. I've heard that but they're they're I think they're sitting I think they they're one step away from doing that if they need to. Yeah. I I am not going to argue that cuz I it's it's very uh and now I, cuz I heard a report oh there's a hundred of them took place simultaneously. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. And of course we know al-Qaeda is out to get Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado big giant uh, international threat that the state of Colorado, all those trees.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. You get hit with a club. Well, um We really hope that someone will come through with a trailer for us. We're just looking for it could be a 20 footer. I mean, it doesn't have to be huge. Just something with a little kitchen with a a, a twin size bed. We'll fit into it somehow and a bathroom. We don't need a shower or anything. Uh, Just your basic gray and black water facilities. We'd love to borrow that. We'd love to uh, uh, borrow it uh, starting somewhere in the state of Texas. That'll be easier for us. And we will definitely be going to Colorado Springs. I mean, as long as it's not burning. Uh, but yeah, it'll be done by then. Yeah, we'll, we'll be visiting everybody. Well, let's
3: talk about the fact that you are going to, what well, we're thinking about take, doing two,
1: not reruns, but we yeah, here's the here's let, me, the let me Let me set this up. Let me set this up. So we're leaving on Monday, July 9th. And we are returning on, I think it's Wednesday, would that be the 18th? Let me that?
3: take a look. Let me take a look at the calendar. Yeah. Okay. July 9th, which is next Monday. So you can still do the Sunday yeah, show. Yes, Sunday
1: show. Do the Sunday show. Which, by the way, the 8th is Ms. Mickey's birthday, but she insists I do the show. Okay. Well, we wish her a birthday. Yeah, Happy exactly. Birthday. Yeah. We, and then we return on the 18th, right? So then on the 13th, we have our, uh, the party they're well, throwing for us at Supper Club. Right. Which you is don't Friday. Really want,
3: so you don't want to work on the 12th. And the fifteenth,
1: right? Because Monday is when we have the actual ceremony,
3: right? So you can take the twelfth and fifteenth off if we can fill, but we have to put something. Well, up. hold on. We can't just the, have nothing. Let,
1: me, let me just go back. This really started because donations are down during the summer.
3: Yeah, and they're down today, big
1: time. So it doesn't really matter if we do a show because apparently not enough people are listening to really make well, this the, the, the value. The television networks work.
3: have known this forever.
1: Uh, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: so it's not that we haven't discovered anything.
1: Well, no, but it's. But sucks. we can
3: do. We can put up two good shows, and this is what I my thinking okay, is. We have a somebody did a idea. clip show. Did, well, I haven't heard it yet, but you, you, what do you think
1: of it? Well, he did a pipeline clip show, uh, and he did a compilation of episodes three eighty one, eighty two, and eighty three, and I think even eighty four. It's like a two hour show. Um. I want you to listen to it. I, I I thought it was pretty good. It needs a different intro, obviously. Yeah,
3: we, we re-intro it. Yeah. Okay, well, let me listen to that. Now, the other thing I wanted to do, which is the more complicated one, is show 200.5, which was never actually released for normal. It was done for the Deuce Club. People contributed $200 uh, to commemorate show 200. And it was show, show 200.5, which kind of explains our model of a show. I was thinking... That we would run that show again with commentary as to what changed. So, in other words, we'd have a new, fresh show. Uh, in other words, we'd run the show and then talk about the show after the show was over because it's not a long show; it's an
1: hour and something. So, wait, so we we rerun two thousand to two thousand two hundred five, which was a hidden show. Yes. So now it would be made available to everybody, which is where we deconstructed the show, and then we'll make what, like 20, 30 minutes, we'll talk about how things have changed?
3: Right, what have changed, we'll go over and take notes on the show, and then we'll say, well, here's what's different, and here's some other things we've well, learned. What,
1: well, what's Plus, different? <laughs> there's well, different. There's, actually,
3: there's a lot different when you We still suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here's the other thing that I was thinking, because I knew you'd say that. One of the elements of that show that I think is interesting that we forgot all about, and we should have probably done it, I'd show 300.5, is we took questions from the audience specific to you know, personal questions. Oh, show right, questions.
1: right, right, right. Yes, we, we did. We
3: asked for a bunch of questions, and we had a bunch of questions. And you would read the question, and we'd try to explain why do you guys use the – how do you do that? What kind of soundboard do you have? What kind of mic do you use? I mean, these kinds of things that we're not normally going to talk about on a regular show. Yeah. And I think if we open up, we got plenty of time. we got a week, uh, over a week actually. To open it up for open up questions, we can have a like you can email myself or Adam. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 email it to rings at
3: noagenation.com. <laughs> Don't do that, we'll never get the questions. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, it's always fun because you know, some people will email you, some people will email me. Um, That way we get different questions and that way we don't know what questions we have. It'll it'll still be kind of like a a random show like we always do because I think most people know at this point we never talk to each other except on the program.
3: Now, the key to this for everyone out there listening, you can send an email to adam at curry.com or john at dvorak.org. And the, the key so it doesn't kill us in the subject line show question in caps, if you can remember caps, but show question or show questions.
1: Why does it have to be in caps? Is that so you can no, see I just it said,
3: or you know, I want to make it as easy as possible. It doesn't have to be in caps. Forget it. Just put show <laughs> questions. I'll do a search. With an asterisk. No, don't put anything. Just put show question. Hashtag. <laughs> don't put hashtag. Number sign. Show question in the <laughs> subject line, and then we can consolidate the questions. No, we'll no, do, no, we're
1: not going to consolidate no, I mean, the we'll questions. we consolidate them
3: on the show on in the real show. time. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, and so we'll answer some more questions because people do have questions, and it's very entertaining. So we'll do the show 200.5 plus the uh, uh, kind of a summary of what's changed, and then and we'll cut show 200.5 down. We'll take out some of the stuff that's, you know, we had a long laundry list of people who uh, donated the show 200. And I think, and by the way. Academic.
1: Don't ask what operating system John is running. That makes his Skype so crappy. That question is bane.
6: <laughs> so
3: anyway, the uh, so we'll do that, and then that'll cover us on uh, probably run the uh, clip show on on Tuesday. No, sorry, Thursday, and then no. then the finish up with the two hundred point six. We'll call it. Right. A show on Sunday, and then we'll be good to go the next week.
1: Well, and then I return on Wednesday, and then, you know, jet lagged or not, you know, I'll be banging away on Thursday.
3: Yeah, and you'll have collected a lot of material from being in Europe for a while. Oh,
1: yeah, no, I'll I'll have tons of stuff. I mean, the work doesn't stop. It's just, I I will say that this is a big deal for us. You know, a second rodeo. It's all friends and family over there, and you know, and of course, there's a whole press element that makes it annoying. Uh, So it's stressful. Uh, the times are off because you know I'd have to start the show at six p.m. And, oh yeah, uh,
3: no, it's impossible. I mean, I mean, it's doable once. You know, what yeah. I mean, when I was over there, I did a show from you know from Holland. Yeah, and you can do it. It's not yeah. like it's impossible, but you know, not in the middle of a wedding situation where and you and it's a, summer and
1: it's. Yeah. So d- so it doesn't hurt There's that much. Now, do you do. think we'll lose audience? I think we'll lose some audience if we if we interrupt. I mean, that's what I'm concerned about. I I, mean, I know we'll we'll lose donations. Oh, that's why I wanted to do these fillers. Yeah, but people aren't going to give us donations for fillers.
3: Well, they might. I mean, they gave us donations for the clip show.
1: The that, was, that was that was that was like a sympathy fuck. That was <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> No, I, we'll get donations. I think the donations will pretty much be like they are today.
1: <laughs> okay, well, in that case, then let's rock and roll. Yeah, so we'll put a donation segment
3: in, but it's you know it's not that we're not doing any work.
1: No, yeah, we're doing I work. We're we'll just doing it, shows, we'll, we'll do it, it ahead of time.
3: Might, we'll have to do a re-intro on the clip show, and we we'll have to edit the two thousand two hundred point five, and then we'll, we'll we'll crank something out. It'll be it'll be entertaining as ever.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing, Miss Mickey is very happy if we do this.
3: Yeah, I think we should do this. I, I've always. I'm, I've always been a, f- a fan of some downtime once in a while, but, d- but we do keep the show going. But in the same way that, you know, the Simpsons do clip shows where they.
1: Yeah, but the a Simpsons show. is like a talented show. Well,
3: yeah. But That's if like- they can, can do it, we can do
1: it. That's the way I say. Oh, it. Oh, by the way, before I forget so show questions. Show, with the first word show. <laughs> Hashtag number sign pound asterisk show questions, all uppercase. Uh you know Todd Cochrane who uh, became a knight today? Uh, he he also runs the um uh the podcast awards. Did you yeah. know that? And yeah. and I and uh and he said, you know, uh, next year or this year or whenever it is, he says, "I'm going to make that a category." and I said, "No, no, you can't make that a category because we'll lose and someone else will be the best podcast in the universe." And we we <laughs> got that title. And he said, "No, no, I'm, I'm going to do a category best podcast in the universe with only one podcast you can vote on."
3: <laughs> That'd be cute.
1: <laughs> How cool would that be? That'd be very cool. Best podcast you can vote. What's the best podcast in the universe? Well. There's only one box. We're the
3: only ones that claim to be. <laughs> yeah, I well, haven't heard
1: anybody else claim to be the best podcast. But we ha- in we universe. have the URL best podcast in the universe. Yeah, we got the URL. Yeah. We got the whole thing. Yeah. It's it covered. We got the brand, baby. We got the brand. Hey, I'm real sorry there for all of our uh, slaves in uh, Gitmo Nation East. Uh, this is crazy. So this we've been following this legislation. Um, the government, of course, you know, wants to stop porn, and so, will somebody please think of the children? And now, as part of the uh, the home office's communications data bill here's what they're proposing they're proposing that when when you use gmail i'm going to read this directly when an individual uses a webmail service such as gmail the entire web page is encrypted before it's sent uh, this makes it impossible for ISPs to distinguish the content of the message because they want to get not the content but they want to get the headers of the message under the proposal once the Gmail is sent, the ISP has to route the data via a government-approved black box which will decrypt the message, separate the content from the header data, and pass the latter back to the ISP for storage so you can then read it. Are these people insane? <laughs> wow. It's, that's insane. They just
3: put, a, put the black box in your house with a camera on it pointing at you at all times?
1: Yeah. Well, they have that kind of, I guess.
3: Well, that reminds me of the situation that took place in England with this Paul Chambers character. I have a couple clips. Paul Chambers apparently uh, was trying to get out of uh, England and it
1: was like he couldn't. And well, who And is this guy? Is a, who is this guy?
3: He's a, just some poor schmuck. I mean, this story has not been played. Why much. does he
1: want to get out of England if he's just a schmuck? I mean, he
3: was going to go meet with some girl because they arrested him for Twittering. Well, read, play Paul Chambers and you'll get the story.
5: And try. Well, a British man's been convicted for sending a joke tweet about blowing up an airport. Oh, right. He's having his appeal heard again now, and the case of Paul Chambers has attracted widespread condemnation among civil liberties campaigners for fear its impact on freedom of speech. Lawrence Lee explains. This is the
2: story of someone who uses Twitter and who had fallen in love with somebody in another country. He found out his local airport was snowed in. His visit to the special person was in doubt. In a moment of foolishness, he committed his thoughts to the web and wrote this. Crap! Robin Hood Airport is closed. You've got a week and a bit. Otherwise I'm blowing the airport sky high. His name is Paul Chambers. One tweet, one bad joke, led to him being arrested, prosecuted for making a menacing comment criminalised, sacked from his job. It is
7: self-evident that this was a joke. It was taken as a joke. The police said it was a joke. The airport said it represented no threat whatsoever. But Paul Chambers still ended up being prosecuted and convicted.
2: In Britain, the Chambers case has become a landmark over freedom of expression and whether the law understands the Internet.
1: Wow. Yeah, so... This is what's going to be wrong with these autonomous drones. You're going to send some stupid tweet that's going to locate it through your IMEI uh, on your phone. And then, you know, before you know it, you've got an incoming uh, Hellfire missile. Preview. <laughs> Preview. Preview. That's what you're
3: going to get. Preview. Yeah, it's terrible. And so some, some douchebag prosecutor says, well, the law is the law. I, I, you know these guys are just they're, – they're soulless drones themselves mm-hmm. that just – they don't say, oh, this is bull crap. Just get you – know, don't do it again. Nobody ever thinks of actually policing the way it used to be done. Hey, buddy, don't do that again. Right. That's it, done. It's a done yeah. deal. The guy won't do it again. That's the
1: way to do it, yeah. But exactly. no,
3: let's go through the process of wasting the taxpayer's money and imprisoning the guy. What? Ruining his life essentially.
1: He got fired? Yeah, wow.
3: yeah, cause he just you know he wasn't I don't know, wasn't thinking, I guess. I mean even if he was thinking it wasn't a, it was a tweet. yeah, it just irked. Well, Twitter's going down, man. Well, Twitter's got issues, I know that. I mean, in terms of the I, I'll, I
1: think I may have mentioned this on the show the before, whole API, but we, I'm following the whole API discussion. That's the big thing now. Well, what's going on? What do you think? Well, and this is going to happen with Facebook and all these things. Yeah. I mean, you know, they cancel their contract with LinkedIn because basically the only way that you can use Twitter is if you use the Twitter app or the Twitter, Twitter website, they're cutting off all the external developers and, you know, you lose your developers and then, you know, all these, you know, your favorite clients not going to work, etc. There's going to be negativity that that stuff always spins, you know, it's, uh, it's, Social networks are, you know, people don't give a crap. Whatever is used tomorrow, they'll use that. And, wow, wouldn't it be interesting if all the people who make Twitter clients who are now being shunned by Twitter decided to, I don't know, use RSS instead, which is pretty much the same thing. You know, we just need to have subscription things uh, built into the client, and you're done. You know well, that, I that, know could that happen. there are some
3: issues with, with Twitter. I mean, besides the basic corruption of people who have millions of followers that don't have millions of followers... But and and you can buy followers and there's all these other issues. All I know is when Twitter began and I had I was one of the top twenty Twitterers, I, with like ten thousand followers. This is
1: your like eighty thousand now.
3: Yeah, I know, but I but I never got put on one of their lists that would have pumped me up to a million. Wow. It's just a bogus. I'm not, me- I'm not even verified. I'm not even verified. I tried to get verified, and they won't verify me because they don't care. I'm verified insane. Is, I, but- this is the story. I had 10,000 followers. If I had mentioned something to these 10,000 people, and I tracked it because I always use Bitly or something that tracks clicks, and you, do, you want to use something to shrink your, because the, now they shrink them automatically, but you used to have to shrink the URL, or they, they'd count as characters. So I'd say, hey, you ought to go see this uh, website. It's really cool. And I'd put the website there, and then I'd track it, and I'd have, out of 10,000 followers, I'd get 3,000 click-throughs. Mm. And I actually wrote a column about this, about how direct mail, when you start really adding things up, it was very similar to the direct mail numbers. Yeah, but that's huge. Of-
1: that, that's a huge amount.
3: That was a huge amount. That was ridiculous.
1: But But that's what it was,
3: and it was consistent. With 80,000, which is eight times more people, supposedly.
1: You get a fraction.
3: I get probably, at the most, 300.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny because whenever I tweet out. Eight
3: times more gives me one-tenth.
1: It doesn't make any sense. So I always look at my server when I tweet out the link to the show. I, the, minute, the minute the tweet is sent, before it even shows up in my timeline, I get 300 hits. Because that's all the bots. That's just bots. Going like, oh, a link, click, a link, click, a link, click. And, uh, and a lot of the, what, all these millions and millions of Facebook and Twitter users, they're all you know, government PR companies with false personas. That's, well, that's a lot of that. That's a lot of what's out there. That's a lot. of I mean, of those the, users. The,
3: the like thing on Facebook is such a scam. It's ludicrous. Yeah. And I don't know what it accomplishes. I don't care if somebody likes something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy it because it's got 500 likes.
1: Well, that well, I understand the the mechanism. I understand it.
3: Well, I understand it, but it doesn't affect me.
1: No, it doesn't. I don't affect care. Me. No, I don't care either. But it 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 makes uh, the sad individuals who really use this all the time. You know, gives them an out, you know. So, oh, I'm too tired to say that was co- that was a cool picture of your food. So, I'll just like it. That's all that that is. You know, the, the, all all these things. Twitter, you know, uh, if news happens, I go to Twitter to see what's going on. That's the value of Twitter. If something's going on, if, you know, like power outage, you know, you can find it. That's, yeah, you can. That's really cool. Facebook, not so. It's just, you know, it's just people... Making themselves feel relevant to the consumerist society, oh look at my bag It has a <laughs> logo shoes. it has a logo on it uh, anyway, so twitter's uh making mistakes, and it's easy it's easy, you know people are fickle
3: Oh people are really fickle, especially these on these networks. you know you do one thing and everyone bails out and then if, but especially if there's something else that you can jump to
1: yeah. I've been working on something. What? On a something. All right. Well, we'll find out eventually. With with one of our producers, Dave Jones. Yeah. And we've been building a something that uh, will put out open source. Ready? Then uh, I'm sure if I you know we we put this out, to Mr. Oil and Gitmo Slave and all those guys will you know immediately put it in five thousand data centers. <laughs> Everyone can have an account, uh, but it will, will be decentralized, and it'll basically be this. You know, so we're working on something. No money in it, by the way. I'll look forward to it. Yeah, I know you will because you'll use it. You'll be like, oh, this is cool, and there'll be no company, no central service. It'll just kind of work. At least that's the idea. No, I kind don't
3: of- yeah, well, it'll get, it'll get co-opted. They all do. So uh, no, there's no, no, why maybe no, 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 let's no. catch up with Australia. Their second biggest donors. They got. I guess they put their carbon tax in play. Yeah. Well, we knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a complete rip off. And I, I have two clips. Mm-hmm. One is just a discussion of what they've done, and they're
1: going to charge everybody money no, for ho- hold just, on, just hold, a tax. Hold on a second. I got to mention void zero. He's another one of the guys that runs the servers. Yeah, you know, if I forget that, then, you know, he's, he's a sysadmin. They get all pissed off and huffy. Oh,
3: yeah, no, the, they, get, they get very... They're very sensitive. You're people. awesome, Void Zero. You rock.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to Australia. Let's just play,
3: just play this uh, the introductory clip. Then I want to play a, a, a douchebag who's commenting on it, and I don't even know why they ran this guy.
7: Think of pollution, and this is what might spring to mind but australia's carbon tax will be felt right across its economy because although fewer than 300 creators of carbon dioxide will pay the tax directly the effects will be felt by their customers and by their customers customers too the government wants its impact to filter down nudging producers to make goods in a greener way nudging people towards buying greener products but it's controversial opposition politicians call it a great big tax on everything It's certainly ambitious. Although the price will eventually float, for three years it's fixed at $23 a tonne, more than... Whoa! That's exactly what the IMF, uh, what Christine Lagarde predicted, remember? Yep. Wow! Double the current price faced by producers in the EU. Predictably, mining companies have queued up to condemn it, while producers of clean energy, like the company producing this tidal energy equipment in Perth, stand to benefit. My goodness, that is so
1: the IMF runs the show apparently. Wow, and That's meanwhile,
3: a, by, by the way, I'm going to just ask you maybe this I don't want make it ask Adam, but what do they do with this money?
1: Oh, well, they give it to other countries that then go, you know, they so here's our where's the economic hitman? So we're going to give this to, uh, I don't know, pick a country, uh, the Congo. And, um, but they not, don't actually give it to the Congo. They give it to uh, American companies that go do the work in the Congo. It's an economic hitman scheme.
3: Okay, so now this douchebag comes on to make comment.
7: The effect on most Australian businesses, though, will be more subtle. This online shoe retailer will face higher energy costs at their Sydney headquarters, but they manufacture in China unaffected by Australia's tax. Carbon tax is going to have a very small impact on our business, and if it encourages other economies and governments around the world to introduce a a similar carbon tax, um, that's going to have a positive effect on on reducing global warming around the world and and is going to have a really positive impact. So businessman, small impact. Citizen, big impact. uh, I think it's great.
3: Hey, citizen, small impact. So this douchebag, in other words, since he's having everything made in China, doesn't have to, it's not going to affect him hardly, and so uh, as far as he's concerned, that's great because everyone else is going to have to pay a lot, and it's going to reduce global warming, and there's there's nothing better than that. I mean, there's just this guy was like, he was just oblivious to the the, 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 the abhorrent ridiculous tax that the Aussies are having to pick up now, and he makes an excuse for it. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, just
1: a personal douchebag guy. Well, let me give him a little uh, hey, what happened? Whoa. 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 There we go. That feels better. Whew.
4: It's
1: like a.
3: Hey, so uh, Minitel's dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I read that. We t- we've yeah. talked about Minitel on the show in the past.
3: Rarely, but they play the Minitel clip and then we'll talk about it a little bit.
5: France is scrapping. It's one scrap groundbreaking Minitel service complete with mushroom-colored boxes that blazed a trail for the World Wide Web. Launched in 1982, this homegrown precursor of the Internet brought online banking, travel reservations and even sex chats to millions. I think that with the Minitel we invented a lot of today's technology. The fact that a terminal could access a service at the other end of the world. I mean the Internet and all online networks there is still an estimated 670,000 terminals in circulation in the late 1990s france had 25 million users but creator france telecom was unable to sell the clunky system overseas and with the rapid growth of the internet making minitel obsolete the plug will be pulled this weekend once and for all so two things here Uh,
1: i'm very familiar with the minitel system Uh, One, it was primarily used for um, getting the weather and for booking hookers.
3: Well, hold on a second. It was put into place, they never mentioned this, by the phone company to prevent them from having to produce phone books. It was a phone directory, online phone directory, and so they didn't have to print phone books anymore. And that was the reason it started. It it evolved. Into hookers. Yes. In fact, it got so hookerish. That if you went and even ter- as soon as you turn on your terminal, you got solicited by a, half a dozen
1: girls. And I would love, by the way, and I know you would as well, John, I would love to have a Minitel terminal just for my, uh, my, my personal collection. collection. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to have a Minitel.
3: Yeah, I hope they don't destroy them all. They should yeah, auction
1: them off. Well, as you know, there, were, there were several systems out there. The Netherlands had, um, uh, they had, well, they have the Teletext system. What was the other one? Videotext. Where you connected yeah, a little box to your uh uh that had an upstream through the phone line um uh, lots it went of glo- the
3: television set though didn't it,
1: it yeah it received um text the, yeah it received the text but it but it was individual to your set so teletext is just you know everyone gets the same thing and it's a page and that's still used people use that a yeah, lot so on the, a lot but the really vi- no. but the video text. Uh, you could actually talk back to the system, and it would address your uh, your television specifically. And you ha- and they were selling televisions. And this is just to prove that the the whole idea of a web TV, it's not really going to work. Uh, it took I think twenty years for them to finally start selling sets that had this built in, not the teletext, but the video text. Yeah. and it died off. P- people stopped using it. You know, it, it never really became hugely successful, the video text part of it. And I always have to laugh when I hear that, you know, oh, Apple TV, it's going to be great. No, it's not. Roku is the only one. By the way, I watched this two-hour C-SPAN thing about uh, television and video online, and they're talking about the regulations. And uh, there was a guy from Roku there. Of course, there were you know, all the cable guys were represented. And... uh Our government is, there's such a bunch of douchebags. All they can talk about is consumption, consumption, consumers, consumption, consumers, consumption, consumers, consumers, consumption. Not once, nor, of course, was there any representation of people who want to send something up through the internet. It's all about this great programming. Yes, everyone has to have all this great programming. It's going to be great. The consumers can consume great video they totally don't understand well it, maybe they do but they they're not they're not letting us they're making regulations all for the downstream nothing for the upstream and by the way this is not about net neutrality that's a that's a bullcrap trap um it's abhorrent not a single person even the Roku guy was disappointing you know Because, you know, if you want to put video online, well, then you have to come to one of the six guys that'll be left over, and they'll put it up for you. Bull crap. Get off Gmail. Get off Google. Stop using (laughs) Google. Just stop it. Stop it. Unless you want uh, autonomous drones. Guardian Angel. Just stop it, please. Please, I beg of you. All right. Mm, I think that's about all I've got. I'm, I'm... I'm empty. Oh, I I do have one beautiful thing for you. Just go to poppies.curry.com. Here we go again. What do you mean here we go again? You and your... Yeah, well, it's handy. It's handy. I don't have to send you a link. I just say poppies Subdomains. Just go Uh, poppies.curry.com. These are June 2012 photos of uh, our troops patrolling the poppy fields. Oh, yeah. Look at these. There. Are they, those you know, This pl- is
3: interesting because the poppies, they're beautiful. there's two kinds of opium poppies. There's one with a red flower and one ooh, there's a pink flower one that is variegated. Oh, that's gorgeous. Aren't they beautiful? Yeah, the red flower ones are the ones you see occasionally in the United States growing. Yeah, the red ones are nice. They're pretty. But the these variegated pink ones are really nice. It's lo- lo- a very decorative. Uh,
1: I love oh, the farmer. Do you, you see, very- see the picture of the farmer yet? No, I'm, I'm still going down. He's like, I like the big old bulbs. <laughs> the farmer's like, hey, this is awesome. I got, I got these dudes protecting oh, yeah. my crop. Look at that look on his face. <laughs> he is knows. This is great, or what? He what knows. He knows. And they're protecting them. They're not burning them. They're not eradicating them. No, they're protecting them. Yeah. Proof right there. And that yeah. farmer is priceless for our banks. That, that farmer's like, how awesome is this dude? <laughs> That's it's from. By the way. I love his outfit. That's a look, man. That's a yeah. Good- that,
3: well, that guy—he's definitely uh, well. He's in the money. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good look. I kind of like it. I like. Yeah, it. you'd
3: look good that way.
1: I would with a beard and uh, a everything. Allahu Akbar.
3: All right, everybody, Allahu
1: Akbar to you.
3: Uh, now, hold on a second before we go to finish. The one, there's one picture. The last one. What is that thing on this guy's back? It's like a lightning rod or something. What is that? Huh. It's
1: like a lightning rod. It lo- looks more like a a witch's broom that that was someone flew on too much. Or maybe it's like a transmitter. <laughs> Is that the latest thing in, a, in U.S. government antenna technology? <laughs> I don't know. It just looks weird. <laughs> we're pretty and the, the photo
3: just above that, the guy's got this long antenna sticking right. out the
1: back. Sticking See, out, of, it looks like it's sticking out his butt. Yeah, I mean that's. He's actually making a call. Hey, Mom. <laughs> hey. Hey, Mom. I'm in the middle of this poppy field. This
3: is a great... Uh, this is, you send people to this when they say you're full of crap about the fact that we're the one... This is whole thing about poppies. That's
1: why I made it a subdomain. Thank you very much. Poppies.curry.com. And you're
3: going to keep loading it with
1: photos? No, this is not me. This is... Uh, I don't know. Oh, you just went forward to public intelligence. Yes, exactly. That's, oh, that's what I do, baby. It's what I do. Um, so we are still on the lookout for a, um, a trailer for the 2009 Hot Pockets tour. Hot pockets. We have the no agenda producer update coming up on the stream, which is, um, uh, with Ms. Mickey on the show today. And she'll be talking, uh, she'll be giving an update with, uh, with the folks there. I guess it's, uh, Mr. Oil, uh, Gitmo Slave. I might just throw in void zero. I don't want to get caught with my pants down. Um, and uh, uh, Italy Italy for the win John Spain again Spain again Italy for the win we will shall see what happens in Euro 2012 and we appreciate all of you checking in and uh, supporting us with our value for value model org slash na 423 an anagram (laughs) coming up uh that will be our next episode. And we'd appreciate it if you would support the work that we do. I'm going to start folding my tinfoil hat, my chaff hat. Chaff hat. Chaff hat. Coming to you from the capital of the drone star state, where guardian angel rules, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody. My name is Adam Curry.
3: And from northern Silicon Valley... And again, happy birthday, Canada. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you
1: again on Thursday right here on No Agenda.